right, yeah, so here's a story time. I was talking out the other day, because I was supposed to come here to record the podcast, because yep. um, um, right now we're, we're, I mean, we do live in a basement suite together, mm-hmm. but it's the middle of summer. Yeah. So I've just been at home for most of it. Yeah. And so I was like, we're running out of episodes, we need to record. And so she's like, you can come here to record. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. Whatever. I'll get free food out of it. <laughs> it's true. It's a great time. <laughs> but, but we were talking before I came here, um, just about like what we were going to eat when we were here, whatever. And then she was like, what movie are you going to make my mom watch? Because I always make her mom watch a movie. Because yeah. <laughs> I make everybody watch movies. It's true. And I was like, uh, I don't know. She's seen Cool Runnings. And you went, I don't think so. I've never heard her talk about I mean, it in my life. I mean, I had never heard of it until you brought it up in first year university. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't think I've ever heard anyone talk about this movie. <laughs> um, and then you made us watch it, obviously. And we've watched it many times since then. Yeah. Um, go listen to our Cool Runnings podcast episode. <laughs> um, and so I was like, I don't think she's even ever heard of it. Because there's no way. Yeah. I've never seen it. I've never heard of anyone see it. Like, there's no way she's seen it. So, but anyways, I'm here, and then we're just sitting around talking, and I, I remember the Cool Runnings thing, and I go, hey, have you seen Cool Runnings? And she goes, oh my god, I love that movie. And I'm like, what the And fuck? I'm like, finally my people. And I was like, am I right? It's a great film. <laughs> and she said, okay, tomorrow we're doing barbecue, and we're watching Cool Runnings. <laughs> And I went, I'm down. She 100%. went, this is, she was like, I'm never going home. I'm living at Elsha's house now. <laughs> so then, and then your mom's boyfriend came and we were like, have you seen Coronics? He was like, no, I, I, why would I, I don't know what that is. And so we explained Jake and Bob said team. And as always, whenever you tell people that they go, that's stupid. Yeah. And then we we're like, no, it's really funny. And then he's dying laughing, watching it. Yeah. Because it's funny. It's a great movie. Yeah. And um, we ended up watching it and it was a great time. And I love that film so good <laughs> oh god i was literally watching it like right now and i was like what a great movie <laughs> it's just certain parts of it i'm like i see why they did that and it was great <laughs> this calls back to this and it's great it's yeah. so good oh my <clears throat> that's top 10 for sure for me yeah yep. ever i mean everybody watch that movie yeah so good <laughs> <laughs> okay are you ready yeah okay Hello and welcome to Centigrade, the podcast where we take a movie, break it down, and give it a score in five different categories of filmmaking, after which we give it a final grade. My name is Elsha. My name is Chelsea. And this is really a much-awaited yeah. <laughs> episode. What a great way to finish off season two. Yeah, so this is our last uh, like full episode of mm-hmm. season two. We'll still have a report card of coming soon, obviously. But it, yeah, this is our last full episode. And we really thought, you know... This entire these entire two seasons. What's the one movie that we keep on randomly referencing <laughs> to compare it to other movies? And that movie is Frozen. Yeah, <laughs> because we notoriously think that this movie is far worse than Tangled. I think it's really interesting to think about why that happens, though, because mm-hmm. we always talk about Tangled versus Frozen, and yeah. so then we kind of talked about it before. But why do they get compared? Yeah, and so you could think it's because they have the same animation style. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's true. And maybe, like, I feel like these two movies don't get compared to Moana as much. Although some people that's do true. say Moana is better than Frozen. Mm-hmm. But it's never as big of a comparison as Tangled versus Frozen. Yeah. And I think part of it's just because Frozen got so popular. Yeah. It was the biggest thing ever when it happened. Yeah. And Tangled, so all the people who love Tangled are like, that's not fair. Yeah, they're like, have you seen Tangled? 
you're missing out <laughs> yeah yeah and so part of me always feels bad when we bash on frozen because i mean i don't think it's a terrible movie yeah that's that's why we need to get the record straight and that's why we wanted to do this episode is that i feel like neither of us really dislike this movie no yeah. it's it's still a good movie mm-hmm. it's just that there's certain i feel like it's just a movie that's really good to use as comparisons to other things and also as examples of why some things do and do not work yeah so i think it's just a good example of a lot of a lot of things that you can compare it to so we just keep <laughs> on bringing it up <laughs> yeah because we have like i mean this movie is fine and i have some like questions about it and some things that i feel like maybe don't work yeah um the second movie that was just i think bad oh yeah definitely <laughs> i don't think we'll ever do frozen 2 maybe no. we will as like a if we do <laughs> it might be like I, I don't think we'll do it like as of um single episode but if we ever do like uh a sequels episode like a sequels talk a as what? a mini-sode a se- oh a oh. mini-sode talking about oh, sequels yeah. if we ever do that we'll definitely bring up frozen 2 but it won't be like a dedicated episode because i don't think we no. have the brain capacity to do that it's not a good movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah so but we might talk about it at some point um like briefly i mean but- it's a great uh, it's a great uh showcasing of what happens when you make a movie for money yeah definitely (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah i just i just think we had to talk about it because there's just so much about it that we have we have so many um opinions about it yeah and i mean it's mostly just that it gets so compared to tangled and i feel like a lot of people i usually see people say that tangled is a better movie yeah i feel like i do too mostly in those arguments it's it's almost always that tangled is better yeah but you know tangled also kind of revived the princess thing in a way Mm -hmm. and it's because i think they said um who said it (laughs) somebody said that disney was done i think john lasseter or someone Mm. was like we're done with princess movies after tangled but then tangled did so well that they decided to keep going they were like what if we're not (laughs) so i have a great idea (laughs) so i think after tangled they were like okay no we'll keep going with it yeah and um that's i think if you have no tangled you have no frozen for sure yeah that's true because a you don't have the same animation style actually that is true i have that in my notes (laughs) and then you know b it's like this kind of helped revive disney yeah do you remember first watching this movie Yeah. yeah i saw it in theaters wow because i it was just like another disney movie so yeah because you go see everything in theaters that's true my mom loves buying like um because we have an ama membership which is mm-hmm. like bcaa and you can <clears throat> buy movie tickets there so you can buy bulk ones and then in the end it'll be cheaper because we just go see a lot of them yeah like that's what my parents are like we're, we're gonna spend money on things it's gonna be on this yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so we would always go to see a lot of movies probably mm. why i'm so into them and whatever but this was like a disney one so i was like of course i'm gonna go see it mm-hmm. it's disney <laughs> and um i remember seeing the trailer in theaters too before because i remember mm. the trailer of olaf and sven on the ice yeah yeah and that's like all i knew about it for a long time yeah and then um i saw it and i thought this is pretty good i mm-hmm. thought you know oh and then i think my brother went to see it with me too because i was like you know this is a pretty good movie we should go watch it again yeah because again at the time i didn't i didn't hate that movie i thought it was good yeah but it just got so wildly popular and i remember the second time i saw it when the twists came people would be like oh and i was like this is kind of funny (laughs) you're like i knew (laughs) yeah i did know i didn't know the first i honestly probably didn't see it coming i don't think i saw it coming when i saw it for the first time either so i did not see it in theaters Mm -hmm. This movie has 
I have many feelings about this movie because I heard about, I mean, I, I think I remember also seeing the trailer in theaters before it came out, mm-hmm. but I didn't really give it much mind. And I was like, whatever, I don't know what this is. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause it really didn't show anything. And I was like, this looks dumb. It showed nothing about the movie. It didn't. It had nothing to do with the movie. It was like a teaser. <laughs> yeah. So I remember seeing that. I don't remember what, for what movie, but I do remember that. And then I remember I was, we were in gym class <laughs> And I, and we were just doing, I, I don't, I don't think it was a run around. I think we were just doing like a, a long walk around the neighborhood. I don't know why. And I remember one of my friends mm. was like, started calling me Elsa. Yeah. And I was like, what? I was like, you know me. I was like, this isn't <laughs> a new friend randomly just mispronouncing my name. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, what are you talking about? And then I started hearing other people saying Elsa in the hallways. And I was like, is everyone saying my name? Mm-hmm. Is everyone calling me? I thought I was going insane. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, what are you talking about? And they were like, have you not seen Frozen? And I was like, what is Frozen? <laughs> and I was so confused because I hadn't heard of it and I had no idea what anyone was talking about. And yeah. then all of a sudden, all I just heard was everyone talking about Frozen and how great it was. And from then on, the rest of my life, uh, people always mispronounce my name as Elsa. I so, mean, to be fair, when I met you, you were like, my name's Elsha, and I was like, what? <laughs> what? And I was like, like, I my first thought was like Elsa, but then I, I mean, I heard you, so I was like, yeah. okay, so it's just a little bit different. Yeah. So like, to to be, I don't get, I don't get that, I don't get mad if someone calls me Elsa. <laughs> it's more just, I, I get more mad when people call me Alicia because then they're adding letters. <laughs> I think that happens more often. Yeah, I think it does. I mean, just from when I've known you yeah i don't think i've heard anybody call you else i it's more when some people make jokes of like do you want to build a snowman well that's not funny it's not funny (laughs) um but people do it but um but yeah so i was so confused and then i didn't watch it in theaters i watched it when it came out i think i think one of my friends downloaded it illegally once it came out of theaters Mm -hmm. and then she brought it over to my house yeah and then we watched it so i watched it like before it was out of dvd but before after it was out of theaters yeah so yeah and i was like that that was good i was like i see that i see why people like it maybe not to the extent Mm -hmm. but i was like it is a good movie and then i've obviously watched it like random times after that but yeah it's just it's just wild it was just one of those movies like at the time i was like this is wild how many people are talking about it well this movie also like my brother loves this movie yeah and then it makes me mad that he loves this movie but doesn't <laughs> love tang like you know it's stuff like yeah. that it's like oh i just feel like tangled to me is it's just such a good movie that yeah and there's something about stuff like that where it makes you so angry when people are like this is really good but they don't see why you love something else mm-hmm. and so it's hard to like get to the bottom of why it's so popular yeah I mean, I think this movie in particular, a lot of it's coming from the fact that, like, little girls loved it. Because there was be. that whole thing about, like, every child in the world was singing Let It Go. What is it about Let It Go? I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe we'll get to this for, like, probably the actual music round. Yeah. But, like, I don't, I don't know. It's not my favorite song from this movie. No. So, yeah. It's just, it was just wild when it came out. So, and we have a lot of thoughts, so we're here to talk about it. <laughs> so, we'll get into the pre-production. So, this movie had, like, a ton of different times when they tried to make it into something. So, it started in, like, 1937. This is a reoccurring theme yeah as walt disney was like i want to do all these movies and then they said we can't (laughs) yeah so this started way back in 1937 when disney started exploring the idea of making a uh, hans christian anderson 
kind of like live action and blended with animation film about his uh, life. Uh, so, like yeah. a who meet like a who framed Roger Rabbit kind of thing. I don't. I I think it almost sounds like it was more of like a like an enchanted doc- type of thing. No, it almost sounded like it was more of like a documentary style thing, following like or like a not mock like I don't know. It was like following his life and just showing how he made all these stories, and then they wanted to have like animated versions of the stories as they as he would come up with them or something. Oh, okay. You know, so. They they wanted to do something like that, and this was before the release of Snow White. And then in 1940, Disney suggested a co-production with Samuel Goldwyn and his studio where they would film the live-action sequences of Anderson's life, and then Disney would do the animations for it. But they had a hard time. They had, like, a bunch of stuff in mind for the stories that they would use, like Little Mermaid, uh, Steadfast Tin, Sol- Tin Soldier, Ugly Duckling, stuff like that. But when it came to them doing like the Snow Queen, they were like, we don't know how to adapt this properly to have it like work with mo- modern audiences. So they stopped development in 1942 uh, after the, U- the U.S. entered World War II. And then and then that's when they started making um, propaganda films. Yeah, wartime so, era. Yeah, as we talked about. Yeah, we talked about this uh, in Beauty and the Beast very briefly. <laughs> well, yeah, really. So yeah, so they stopped production for that because of that, and then uh, Goldwyn ended up going and making the the film later, and it actually received six Oscar nominations the following year. But Disney was involved, and then within Disney, a bunch like the Snow Queen and a bunch of other projects were shelved because we were like they were like we don't know what we're doing with these. Yeah. Um, and then fast forward to the late 1990s, so a big jump, Disney started development on another adaptation of The Snow Queen, and this was after their success of the Renaissance era. Yep. So back to Beauty and the Beast. Yep. Um, but it was scrapped pretty quickly, or not pretty quickly, it was scrapped in like late 2002 when Glenn Keane reportedly quit the project to work on what would soon become Tangled. Yeah. So... It got scrapped again, and they mm-hmm. were like, no, we don't need this. It was almost given to John Laster at Pixar, but yeah. the project never went through because of negotiations with Pixar and Disney, which I slightly talked about, but there was, like, some weird stuff happening there. Imagine so, if Frozen was a Pixar movie. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't even been... This would have been, like, before... It might have not even been, like, the same movie, though. Well, no. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a Pixar movie. Yeah. But, yeah, so that didn't happen. And then in 2008, <laughs> yeah. um, John Laster was able to conv- convince Chris Buck, who co-directed Tarzan, yep. um, to return to Walt's, uh, Walt Disney Animation Studios from Sony Pictures. And that September, um, Buck pitched several ideas to Laster, one of which was the Snow Queen. And then later, he said that his initial inspiration for the Snow Queen was not the Anderson fairy tale itself, but he wanted to do something different on the definition of true love. And that he said that Disney had already done like the kissed by a prince thing. So he thought that it was time for something new. So he wanted something different. Mm -hmm. And then development started under the title Anna and the Snow Queen, which was planned to be traditionally animated. Um, And then according to Josh Gad, he's... um, he first became involved with the film at an early stage when the plot was still relatively close to the original fairy tale. And then by early 2010, the project entered development hell. Again. Of course. <laughs> Classic. And then the studio failed to uh, find a way to make the story work. And they scrapped it once again. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we all know what came out 2010. Tangled. Tangled. So in 2011, 
after Tangled came out and everyone was like, this is a great movie, they were like, you know what we should do? We're going to announce the title of Frozen as our next movie. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Christian Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez joined the project and started writing songs for the movie in 2012. Mm-hmm. And then uh, on also in 2012, it was announced that Buck would be directing with Laster and um, Peter Del, Del Velco d- producing. So did they, so, were they going to do CGI? 3D animation for it before Tangled? No, they were going to do traditional animation. So Tangled, before Tangled. Like changed it? Yeah. They were like, well, okay, we'll do it this way now? Yeah. So that's a little history on everything Frozen. Yeah. It pretty much just got um, pitched and then some production got started on it many times and then people were like, actually, this isn't working. Yeah. And then finally Tangled came out and everyone was like, we can do this. And then they did. So yeah. that's pretty much what happened. So yeah, um, we'll get into the categories then. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll go through each category in regards to story, characters, visuals, editing, music, and societal impact, each giving you a score out of 10. We will then combine these scores to give us a score out of 20 for each round, giving us an even grade out of 100. Afterwards, the film will have a chance to win up to three bonus points in the bonus best round. Mm-hmm. Okay, round one, story score, scoring based on writing and plot. Well, you know what? I feel like most of my problems with this movie do come from a bit of the writing. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll start with like a 7.5. Yeah, I was honestly, I had 7.5 too. <laughs> wow. So Buck and Del Velco presented their storyboards to John Laster and the entire production team. Um, and they all had a conference to hear his thoughts about the project. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then uh, people later were saying that John Laster was really a game changer in like how the film ended up being. Because I guess he brought a lot to it. So they mostly had to address the problems from the original story because they didn't wanted it to be different. <laughs> yeah. And they wanted the story to feel relevant now because it was, it's a very, like it's an old story and it doesn't really work. I don't know what the original story is. I honestly don't really either. I don't <laughs> look into that. <laughs> Great. Um, but the first major breakthrough that, through that they had was the decision to rewrite the film's protagonist, Anna, as a younger sibling of Elsa, um, which made it more of a family dynamic between the characters. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's good. I do think that the relationship is, it brings more, like if it's just two random people, I don't think it would be as big of an impact and it would be a very different story. <laughs> This says that it's unusual that relationships between sisters are used in, as a major plot element in American animated films. I don't know if that's true, but also I can't think of an example where there is one, other than this one had like an example where it is used as Lilo and Stitch. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's such a specific thing to say. I know. <laughs> like, but I was like, yeah, I can't sister I was relationships. Like, I mean, sure, that's true. In maybe animated movies. <laughs> yeah. Well, just like. Well, but, like, how many animated movies are there? That- <laughs> I don't know. I mean, a lot. Does that happen in regular movies? I don't know. Sister relationships? I don't know. I just read that and I was like, I mean, sure, that might be true, but I don't know. But they really wanted to get the sister thing right. So, and this gives me major throwbacks to the hot man meeting in Tangled. (laughs) um, Where they got a bunch of people working at at Disney and got them all to talk about what makes a man the hottest. That's how they created Eugene. For this, they made a sister summit where all the women that worked in the studio who grew up with sisters were asked to discuss their relationship with their sisters. Yeah. And through that, they, I guess, figured out what makes... I don't know. Yeah. The relationship good? What makes it realistic, I guess? Okay, so. but, but can, maybe now's then the time to talk about it. Because yeah. I feel like their relationship is almost non-existent. Yeah. Because they don't, first of all, they're separated for most of it. Mm-hmm. So you don't really see a lot of dynamic between them. Yeah. 
you see like most of the interaction they have is either the first part where they're in the ballroom mm-hmm. and she's like what's that smell chocolate yeah <laughs> <laughs> or it's when she goes to see elsa later mm-hmm. or it's then like they don't have a lot of actual interactions i mean the most like sister stuff that you get is the beginning when they're kids oh yeah um and that's that's, that's like the most you get of it i think yeah is that but it's so small because yeah. and also they're children so mm-hmm. like obviously they're gonna be a bit closer mm-hmm. because they're they just don't know as much i don't know <laughs> they're in a castle playing together yeah it's gonna be cute you know so like there's not that much there even if but that's the most you see probably they have like a very loving sibling relationship yeah i feel like a lot of i don't know if it's a lot of or maybe it's just that my sibling relationship growing <laughs> up we fought a lot <laughs> <laughs> and i was like i feel like sometimes it'd be like little fights happening yeah i mean i think it's different for this though because they literally like i mean they were together as sisters when they were really young and then they just like completely took elsa away and they like yeah. did they ever talk for however many years well that i is? have like a lot of questions <laughs> about this movie too yeah and so when when we when can we talk about that now let's just do it now whatever questions i have about this movie yeah i think it's i think it's important to talk I mean, about first for the of plot. All, <laughs> why i mean i get that she's always in her room yeah and she must come out sometimes because there's the part where her parents leave Mm -hmm. and she's like do you have to go so she's obviously not in a room for that and i feel like she must eat yeah so it might be just that she shuts uh on out and like when she's down there eating she doesn't talk to her yeah i don't know how much they've even seen each other in the past well that's what i'm wondering it's like yeah how much because like when they see each other at the coronation mm-hmm. it, it doesn't look like they've never seen each other i mean you know? they, they might like she can't be in there all the time no so like yeah i'm sure that she walks around the castle yeah and like they maybe have very brief interactions but i think it, it i guess it's just that she hides in her room most of the time yeah so another problem i have is we we talk about how Frozen 2 doesn't ever really explain where she got her powers. Mm-hmm. Just that she's a fifth spirit. Yeah. And so that's it bothers me they don't explain it in this movie. Yeah. They're just like she was born with powers. And it's like, but why? Are you, do you also, have powers? Also, why do the trolls know this? Also, another thing. <laughs> she hits Anna in the head with an icicle blast. Yeah. And then they go, the head is easier to persuade. We'll take out the memory of her, of this happening, mm. and she won't know. Yeah. But how does that fix your head wound? That's true. Like, why is she fine? I mean, I guess she didn't hit her with a full-on icicle. She hit her with the magic, I guess. Okay, so the thing that's killing her is the memory of her having magic? No, I guess, I guess the, I don't know. I guess it's the magic doing something. And so the troll's like, okay, I'll remove the memory. Mm-hmm. What? Well, I guess he heals her or something, and then is also like, we'll take away the memory. I don't, I don't know. So, I mean, <laughs> that's, those are two questions I have. Yeah. <laughs> I have a problem with the fact that at the end they go, love will thaw a broken heart. And she goes, love. And love is how she fixes everything. Yeah. She just goes, love, and then puts something into the air. Yeah, she's like, hold on a second i just don't because i feel like what the problem is is that she's afraid Mm -hmm. and the fear is what's making her powers go haywire yeah but is it does that mean that it's love that is making her then not afraid 
I guess so. Like I, just, I guess she's like, oh, Anna believes in me. She sacrificed herself for me. Like it just. I feels- believe that she loves me. Therefore, I uh, I also believe in myself. It just feels so cheesy to be like love oh, with the broken heart sure. and then everything's fine. Oh, for sure. I feel like I have an issue with the ending of this movie. Because what happens is that she gets hit. She dying. She gets back to the castle. Mm-hmm. Hans is like, I will save you. Just kidding. I'm going to let you die. Mm-hmm. Pretty rude. And then he leaves her. And then uh, everything goes haywire. And she's she freezes. Uh, Elsa's like, oh, sad. And then, yeah, she's like, love. Well, I guess and an then everything's fine. But the act of true love came from herself. Exactly. I guess it's fine. That part's fine. <laughs> I well, don't know. I, I just know. think it I happens mean, really fast. I actually feel like it happens too slow for me. <laughs> I was watching it and I was like, all right. <laughs> Let's go a little bit. The second half of this movie honestly drags a bit for me because I, mm. I remember the first half so clearly up yeah. until they get to the, to the palace. Yeah. And everything after that, I'm like... That's it, true. Because what it, happens after they get to the palace? They get kicked out and then Han shows up at the palace again. You also, oh, and then they go to the trolls. That's why. You also have... <laughs> I, f- I don't know why I have a problem with this, but Olaf not knowing that in summer he'll melt, but being a fully functional enough being to know yeah. everything else that's true and when he gets to the castle mm-hmm. he goes you know you need to be by the fire yeah and she's like well you'll melt and he goes some people are worth melting for and he just doesn't even question that that's the thing that's happening yeah so he knows that he can do that is it just a play the whole time does he actually know just i don't understand i think that the point is that the reason why he wouldn't is for that stupid in summer song yeah which I think is a problem, too. I forget that song exists. I wish I could forget that song exists. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it's there haunting my dreams forever. Rip. No, I just think it's such a useless song. and we have, It we definitely have, is. We're going we'll to talk about that. that. I don't know if you want to take with that in music. I think music probably is the best place. I um, mean, to touch on it just for later, to yeah. keep it in mind, pretty much we think that this this movie has a lot of songs that aren't necessary. I think that uh, I feel like there's too many characters in yeah. this movie, mm-hmm. and I feel like too many of them serve like different purposes that aren't needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think well, we can talk about that in character, but I yeah. think that's a, that's part of the storytelling that I just feel like, like. Well, it's also part of just the writing because they 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 added in all these characters, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. So it is. I, I think you do need to talk about that. I think there's a lot of stuff in this movie that doesn't need to be there or it's yeah. drag or some some things that aren't important. I feel like they focus on more than they need to. <laughs> I have a question that's maybe not a criticism, but uh-huh. also maybe is. Yeah. What are they like harvesting ice for? <laughs> is this like is this like a thing like because fridges aren't a thing so they get ice to keep their food cold? Why are they getting so much ice? I feel like I've Googled this before because I know we've asked this question. I think the answer is that it's to, like, keep stuff cool, but I'm going to Google it, so you just but continue. what do people in other countries that don't have ice patches do? I guess they die. Because they, they're in <laughs> Norway, right? Rivers, lakes, and ponds are generally frozen, and ice was harvested like winter crop to keep food cold all summer long before modern refrigeration. So, so yeah, if, it's wh- for, like, food. What do they do in, like, Tangled? Nothing? They just eat, just have to eat it the same day? I guess so. Interesting. (laughs) 
Or they get it imported from Arendelle, apparently. Oh, what's so keeping that really ice far. cold? I don't know. <laughs> More ice. <laughs> they make a freezer with the ice to transport the ice across the sea. <laughs> yeah, this and is so dumb. And then, but then another thing is, Kristoff sells ice for a living. Yeah. And then in the winter, what is he in the winter? I guess he just makes his living during the summer. I guess so. He was like, "You want to talk about a supply and demand? I sell ice for a living." And I'm like, "What do you do when the winter comes?" Yeah, I'm like, "You probably don't sell ice in the winter." And they're also stressed out because it's suddenly winter, and I'm like, "Do they <laughs> not have winter regularly? I think can't they, do. they just adjust to what they do in the winter time? They're yeah, acting they like just... they're all gonna die." Yeah, <laughs> they're like, "Oh no, a little snowstorm," and it's like you're literally near the mountains. Yeah, like you're in like pseudo Norway. <laughs> yeah. So that's a question. Remember when I said I think animated movies have more questions than answers? I this do. is also one of those times. Yeah. What does Anna do every day? Mm. She's a, is she allowed to leave? I get that Elsa's not allowed to leave, but can she leave? I feel like probably no. I mean, because they they don't because when they open the castle, everyone's like, "Oh my god." <laughs> yeah. We finally get to see them. So I don't think they've like ever left the castle since their parents died. Strange. Yeah. <laughs> Also, like, the people working in the castle, do they, like, are they also not allowed to leave to, like, spread rumors? <laughs> you I <don't> know. Because <laughs> then also, who knows that she has these powers? Nobody. Yeah. Once her parents die. Yeah. I guess so. Interesting. Anyways, we could talk about some good things. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess that that idea of having, like, a sister relationship is mm-hmm. good. And I think Disney is kind of trying to change what they're doing. Yeah, they've kind of stepped away from, like, like the tra- traditional love, love stories. Yeah. I mean, I guess so. I mean, Princess and the Frog, you have uh, her kissing the frog and then turning into a frog. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. I don't know what turns them back into humans. I haven't seen that movie in a while. They um, they get married as frogs and then them kissing at the end as frogs to get married ends up being him kissing a princess because she mm-hmm. becomes a princess in the moment they kiss and then they both oh, become human. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I don't it, know how I remember that. <laughs> in Tangled, it's just that they're in love. Yeah. Tangled, I guess, is like you could say a more normal love story, mm-hmm. but it's not a prince. Yeah. And then even then Frozen and then you have Moana not even having a love story. Yeah. So that might be like the first one with no love interest mm-hmm. is Moana. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I also, there's this thing where people are like, oh, we don't want the love interest because I guess we don't want to teach girls that they need a man. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's. I mean, just, it's not. There's nothing really wrong with having a love story. I feel like yeah. most people, their main. What they really want in life is someone to share their life with. Yeah. And that's usually what you do. A lot of people do find someone and they probably get married or they're with them for a long time. Yeah. Some people don't, but mm-hmm. I wonder if there's like a harmful nature of that. Of love stories. Yeah. I guess yeah. so because people will champion the being like it's a sisterly love and not the romantic love. But why is that necessarily better? When a lot of people act like Frozen doesn't have a love story. That's true. They're like, oh, it's sister love. I'm like, that's true, but she also does find love with another guy. She finds love with kind of almost two guys. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, and and I get that they're doing it as kind of a play on it because they're like, she's like, oh, you can't marry someone you just met, you know? Yeah. You can't be in love with someone that you just met. 
So like I get that they're putting up that they're playing on it, but that she still then falls in love with Kristoff. <laughs> yeah. So like it's not like it's not there at all. I feel like some people forget that because they're like, ah, oh, Frozen's about sister love, and I'm like, it's also about normal love. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> so there's something weird about like the, how like the prince story and and that like I guess is harmful in a way. Yeah. I guess it's they don't want people to think that they absolutely need a man. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Yeah. You don't need a man. Yeah. But if you want a man, go get yourself a man. <laughs> yeah. I feel like then it's, it's not necessarily bad to want someone. Yeah. So, but you know, that is something that people constantly bring up is like, well, it's it's not cliche or it's mm-hmm. not Disney cliche because it's a sisterly love. I mean, that was fair. also like that was a big thing that people talked that I remember people talking about when it first came out is that they were like, oh, it's different because it's like, yeah, it's not cli- it's not the cliche Disney movie you because know, it's not <laughs> the best use of sibling love, though. What? I feel like it's Brother Bear. That's a great movie. I don't care what anybody says. I like that movie. Yeah. And I feel like that movie is like, it shows you the trials and tribulations of having a sibling, which, Mm -hmm. you know, happens, but also how they eventually really love each other. Mm -hmm. I'll talk about really briefly about how the original story they had Elsa as the villain. I think some people briefly know this just from like randomly hearing it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like the original drafts, they had Elsa as the antagonist. And um, I think that, yeah, she kidnapped um, Anna from her wedding. I guess she, in the original drafts, she gets, like, married to Hans or is about to marry him or something. Mm -hmm. And then Elsa kidnaps her from the wedding and then uh, intentionally freezes her heart so that she can't get married. (laughs) Oof. So, Wait, so is that the... And then the whole second act was about Anna trying to get back to Hans to kiss him before uh elsa stops her and she dies i guess <laughs> i can see why they wouldn't want to go with that yeah or is that is that like the actual story yeah like the hans christian anderson story or oh is that... i oh i actually don't know if that's the original story or that's that their the... original plan for the for the movie that's that was like first draft stuff that's uh <laughs> not great yeah, it's not. So obviously they fixed that. But the the big breakthrough in why they changed it was them making the song Let It Go. Because I guess, I don't know how that song would have worked in the original version. Because <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. But but for some reason they wrote Let It Go. And then I guess they played it for people. And they were like, what if we like made her not the villain? And then, and because I guess the song paints her as more complex and like vulnerable and more sympathetic. So they were like, let's make her just the sister. (laughs) But then I think that's one of the weird things about this movie is who's the antagonist? That's what I was, that's, this is what I was going to segue to. (laughs) Because you have, like, your protagonist is obviously Anna. Yes. And I asked, I don't know when I asked this, is she a flat art character? I think maybe no, because she goes from thinking that she needs the love of a man to she still has the love of a man, but she doesn't marry the guy, and she, you know. Well, she she comes to realize that yeah, she she wants the love of a man, but that that's not what it's all about. Yeah, and that she still like has the love of her sister, and that that's also important. So I guess that's kind of her arc is her realizing that. I don't know, that men aren't all that life is. <laughs> yeah. Or that, <laughs> like, sisters. her sister does love her. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And, um, but I feel like the problem is then, who's the, like, who's causing all of the, I guess, adversity? hmm I think it's Elsa. Yeah. Because it's her fear that's causing all these problems. Yeah. But then you have 
You have too many antagonists. You have three, kind of. Because yeah. you have Elsa, kind of, because she's making all the problems. Yeah, I mean, she for she's the one who freezes the town. She and then freezes leaves. on his heart. Yeah. She causes all of this. Yeah. Then you have Duke of Wesselton. Mm-hmm. I think he's useless. Oh, definitely. I almost feel like he could be taken out of this movie completely. Yeah, I right? think it could, yeah. Because he's just kind of like, he, I think he's the, the, um, oh, what's the word called? <laughs> the, like, red herring. Mm, yeah. And so you're like, oh, he's probably going to be the evil person. Mm-hmm. And so he's very outwardly acting kind of evil. Yeah. You even see the very first line he says is, Ah, Arendelle, a most mysterious trade partner. Open those gates so I may unlock your secrets and exploit your riches. Did I say that out loud? And then you have stupid Hans. Yeah. Who comes out later as being the villain. So you have three. You have two trickster villains and one regular villain. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the problem is that, like, I don't know. I just feel like it's annoying. Yeah. When Hans, because you don't really think of him as being a great villain. Mm-hmm. And probably could be because, you know, also, he doesn't have a song. That's true. So when you think of great Disney <laughs> villains. They have songs. They, they do. Yeah. He's just not cool. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's I think, one of the my biggest problems is that it, there's just so much, there's so much happening in this movie. I mean, also a lot of people, I mean, definitely um, Anna is the protagonist, but I feel like a lot of people th- um, think that Elsa's mostly what the movie's about, mostly because they love her. Yeah, but... But, and that's obviously not true, but you have, like, the two sisters... So mm-hmm. people are like, ah, two main people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you also have, yeah, like three villains. Plus you have a, 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 another guy as a love interest. As another love interest. And I feel like Kristoff's <laughs> low-key useless. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was talking Definitely. about this and like, I think he's low-key useless. Yeah, we'll get to that when we talk to him. Or about him. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, there's just so many people in this movie and there's so much happening that I, I never get confused, but I feel like I'm just like, this is... You could simplify this a lot, and I feel like it might make it better. Yeah. So. Um, but good <laughs> things, I think that... I guess there's some themes that are good. Mm-hmm. I think the stuff about Elsa being really, like, I guess you could think of it like insecurity, but fear of driving the things that are happening is kind of interesting. Yeah. And that's kind of cool to look at. And, um, you know, the theme of love. Yeah. Saving all and that mm-hmm. that can come in different forms might be yeah. something that's kind of newish. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Yeah. So I think it's good. And um, I mean, generally, just as a movie, it is entertaining. Yeah. It's just it does have some problems with the care, like the amount of characters, and just what's happening. Yeah. And then the last thing I want to talk about, I guess, is just what do you think that it is a good twist? The Hans reveal. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was originally. Uh, apparently not in the first drafts the character at all yeah and then i guess they were like you know we need another villain <laughs> i think that the thing is like he comes out as as being like this person who is just there for her to be like i need a man and this is my man yeah and so then they turn him evil and it's like okay well obviously they're saying that that idea is stupid mm-hmm. and it's fine i get it it's like a play on things so like, you can't marry a man you just met and in all of those movies previously it's like they just married. Even though entangled, they go, did we get married? And he says, no, after years and years of asking. Because they knew at that point, they're like, well, you can't just marry her now. Yeah. 
so they did it first i mean also i think another reason why they would add the the hans being evil reveal is because then it almost paints it as that she was being it almost lets anna off the hook a little bit for what happened because then it's like oh she was being manipulated (laughs) by him to to just like marry him immediately you know Mm -hmm. it almost lets lets it off the hook being like oh well that it wasn't just her being like oh i love him i want to marry him in a day yeah it's like oh but he's evil so he made her do that kind of you know it wasn't just her doing (laughs) i suppose so but i guess you could also say that she's like just doesn't know anything because she's been locked up for so long she's touch starved yeah she's like i need somebody to love me yeah which i think is fair Mm -hmm. so i just think that it is kind of like uh getting her off the hook of being the i don't know i think it's not crazy love chasing there's some like (laughs) reveals of people being villains and you're like that's cool it's either that's cool or they do like a or you're like oh (laughs) or it's like they do it like um what's it called dramatic irony i talked about this entangled or something and that we know that they're evil, but they don't. Mm-hmm. So then when it comes to the reveal, it's like, oh, yeah, finally. Because we knew the whole time that this was happening. Yeah, it's like, it's a reveal for the character, like, the character themselves. Mm-hmm. But you're in on it. So you're like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, she's, they're finally realizing it. <laughs> Whereas when you find out that Hans is evil, it's almost like you've been tricked. Yeah. I mean, I, you have been. Yeah. So and you're I like, feel like, you're like oh and then you're like oh but i don't think i like that yeah because also you have certain scenes where it's like this doesn't make sense with his character motivation yeah like he's um like the part i know everybody brings up where he's under the boat and he smiles at her yeah and like well why would he do that if he's evil the biggest thing that i also see and other people have pointed this out is that when he's in the cat like when he gets to the castle mm-hmm. um and they all start attacking elsa and she starts attacking back he doesn't shoot her he could have just killed her then. He wants her dead. You'd think that, yeah, he would. Like, he wants her dead, but he stops his people saying, don't hurt her. Mm-hmm. But it's like, why would he say that? Because he wants her dead. <laughs> he wants yeah. them both dead. So, like, that doesn't make any sense. And I guess some people could say, oh, it's him, like, pretending that he doesn't want her dead. But then later, I think he has the opportunity to take a shot, and he doesn't. Oh, yeah. So it's strange that he's like, don't shoot her. And it's like, well, but you want her dead. (laughs) Yeah. So stuff like that doesn't make sense. Yeah, the smile in the boat doesn't make sense. I just feel like they do a lot of things to make you think that he is a really good guy. Yeah. And then also, one thing I want to, I guess this is more of a kind of character thing, but mm-hmm. I freaking hate love triangles. <laughs> Talking to you about this yesterday. Yeah. I hate them. I think they're dumb and mm-hmm. I don't like them. Yeah. Because I feel like every time there's a love triangle, I'm just so mad. I'm like, you're obviously supposed to be with this other person. Yeah. So why are you not with them? Like yeah. every, you watch this movie and you're like, okay, she's supposed to be with Kristoff. Yeah. Because they have more of a chemistry, because they're doing more stuff together, whatever. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's just to make you like try and feel that and then whatever i suppose that they have to make hans evil if you want the love triangle to work mm-hmm. otherwise she just goes back and he kisses her and she's fine <laughs> yeah or I guess. or if he's not evil some people might like them together and then you have this problem of oh who do i ship more I just, that's true i yeah. hate <laughs> love tri- especially freaking we're watching high school musical musical series i hate the love triangles oh there's so many things happening in that show i'm like just give me the ship i want and stop with this other business i don't need it and i don't want it it's not making me happy <laughs> if i can avoid a love triangle <laughs> i feel like that's a good thing mm-hmm. and so i just think that the, the fact that they make him evil it's just too much 
The yeah. Duke of Wesselton's even more annoying, though. Yeah, for sure. Because then we're like, okay, we get it. You're the decoy. Mm-hmm. This is the real one. But he's not actually the one causing any of the conflict until the very end. Yeah. I just... Which I, is I don't like, I guess it's fine, because the movie works. Yeah. But the movie is also just, like, there's certain parts of it where you're just like... <laughs> yeah. Why am I watching this scene? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so... That's the thing that we argued about with Tangled versus Frozen. It's that mm-hmm. Tangled is a lot more streamlined to one thing is happening and we want it to figure it. We want to just follow that. There's nothing really unnecessary that happens in Tangled. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. It's too, like, it's very much here. These people, they're going to do this thing and that's what they're going to do. Yeah. It's kind of like we, we've brought up before how, like, I think it's a, a well-structured and paced out movie if you can imagine what happens next in a movie in your head you know like if you can yeah. think oh tangled and you can think of each scene in the movie and oh what, after you've seen it yeah yeah like if you can like map out what happens in the movie yeah. i feel like that's a good testament to if it's well paced and if it flows well yeah because you literally know okay this scene leads into this scene which leads into this mm-hmm. and like it makes sense I feel like I forget that in summer happens. I forget any of the troll stuff happens in the movie. Yeah. There's just a lot of stuff that's unnecessary, and there's too much stuff happening mm-hmm. that it it could really be streamlined. I think. I guess it is to a certain extent. There's not. It's not so complicated. There's just a lot of things that I'm just like. I don't think I need it. Yeah. So Do you want to uh, stop first round there then? Yeah. I guess I'll give it a 7.5. 7 okay. feels pretty low. Yeah, I think I'll stick with my 7.5. I think that that's fair. Because mm-hmm. it's it's still good. It's just that there is a lot unnecessary about it. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll move to round two, which is character count, which is scoring based on character development and relationships. This might be where I have more problems. Yeah. I think I'm going to start with a 7 for this one. I, I'm going to start with a 7 here as well. So we will start off with our protagonist, which mm-hmm. is Anna. First of all, is Anna a name? Isn't it always been Anna? Have you ever yeah. known an Anna? No. I don't know if it's a Scandinavian pronunciation. Yeah. I think they... Hans Christian Andersen? No. Because they got the names from Frozen from saying his name. Hans Christ, Christian Christoph Ander. Anderson. Sven. <laughs> oh! You know? If anyone didn't know that, that's how they got the names from this movie. Is I saying, didn't know that. Wow. You just had your mind blown. Did you know that before you did research? Yeah, I did. Oh. I don't know where I knew that from. <laughs> Nobody ever but told yeah, me it's, that. But yeah, it's Hans, Christian, Christoph. I don't know. Where, oh, Anna. I guess Anna. Ander? I don't know where they get the Anna from. <laughs> well, Aunt, I'm guessing the on. Anne. Yeah. Anna. And then Sven. So yeah, I don't know if it's because of that or if it's like a Scandinavian pronunciation, but it definitely was always Anna and not Anna. Yeah, I remember watching this movie in theaters and being like, like, Anna? Anna? Yeah, she's become like the spunky character. (laughs) I honestly feel like she's kind of cool. Yeah. When I saw her, I was like, you're kind of awkward and I kind of like it. Mm Mm-hmm. I think she's definitely my favorite in this movie. Yeah. I I don't really have a problem with the fact that she's supposed to be like quirky. Yeah. Like, that's fine. Yeah. I think it's just more so like, what is she learning and what is what's happening mm-hmm. to her because i mean i do think what we were talking about earlier where she has the realization of yeah that she doesn't necessarily need um if she needs love in her life she can get it from her family <laughs> yeah and it doesn't need to be from these men but other than that what else does she do <laughs> i think i guess she's just trying to be the hero she has to go save the the whole town kingdom yeah yeah it's fine 
It could be the problem. It's just that there's so many other things happening. Mm-hmm. Her kind of focus almost sometimes gets lost. Yeah. Because there's so many other things. But she is the one person that has a relationship with everybody else. That's true. So everybody she is, the connecting point. is tethered to her. Yeah. I mean, I do think she is the best character in this movie, probably. <laughs> yeah. Like, when I think of things I don't like about this movie, it's never really her. Yeah, I feel like most of my issues with this movie comes in the form of all the men. <laughs> <laughs> I even have problems with Elsa. That's true. But mostly. I feel like majority, if you go with the men in the movie versus the women, the mm-hmm. women are not the most problematic. Not yeah. problematic, but you know what I mean. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think she's good. I just think that this gets there's just too much stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Like, after she gets hit by the uh, Elsa in the castle... Mm-hmm. There's so much of the movie before the ending. Like, when does that happen? Does I that happen, like, like uh, three quarters of the way? Because it should. <laughs> well, I think she gets hit by the ice blast, and then they get attacked by Marshmallow Man. They go to the trolls, but also the other people in the kingdom are like, we have to go find, or we have to go attack. So they go attack Elsa, which I yeah. forgot happened completely. Yeah. And then they find the trolls, they come back, they bring Elsa back, mm-hmm. and Anna goes to get her true love's kiss from Hans. He's evil. He tries to plot against Elsa and says she killed Anna. Whatever. And then uh, Kristoff's like, I'm going to go kiss Anna. And then Anna's like, I have to go find Kristoff so he can kiss me. And then she goes and saves Elsa. And then true love, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, like... I feel like that takes a long time. I feel like that takes a long time. Mm-hmm. because yeah I, I do agree with i think that the beginning with her going uh like the castle is the everything's winter now mm-hmm. she leaves she gets to, she meets Kristoff. she gets to the castle i feel like that all happens pretty quickly mm-hmm. and also i don't think there's that much unnecessary stuff happening in that portion of the movie yeah because it is really following anna going to save elsa yeah but then it's, yeah, once she gets injured, then it's like, oh, well, here's all these other characters doing stuff. Yeah. And these random trolls. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where it starts going downhill. Yeah. But the character herself, she's she's a good character. Yeah. I and think. I think that she's she's fun to follow and she's likable. Yeah. Um. So we'll move on to Elsa then, played by Adina Menzel. Yeah. She auditioned for Tangled. Brilliant. Yeah, and they didn't give it to her, but they liked her voice, so they like they like had the, her in the back of her mind, in the back of their mind for like a later project, which ended up being Frozen, obviously. I don't think she would have been right for Tangled. I don't think she would have either. I guess Adina Menzel does sound more like a woman. Yeah, like when you think of like Elsa, definitely feels like she's a bit older. Mm-hmm. How much older is she supposed to be than Anna? Yeah, I want to say like two, three years. Yeah, I want to say she's supposed to be twenty-one when this is happening and El- Anna's supposed to be like 18. Apparently Anna's 18 and uh, Elsa and Kristoff are 21 and Hans is 23. Wow, I was great. I, I got <laughs> that completely right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's think about what we have for the problems for this character. For Elsa? Yes. I just feel like oh, she causes so many problems. Yeah. She doesn't have a lot of redeeming qualities. It's also stuff where it's like, I don't know why. I mean, I get that she kept it from Anna because she hurt her when she was younger. Mm -hmm. So she's scared to hurt her again. Mm -hmm. But also, like, at this point, she's older. She, I guess she doesn't yet know how to control her powers. Mm -hmm. But you'd think that she'd be like, oh, man, I have to become queen 
I should probably figure out how to do that soon. But I, I guess it's more so that's the point of the movie is that she can't. Yeah. And she has to figure that out and she's very much a fearful person. Yeah. But then there's the whole let it go thing. And what is the point of that song? I, is, that, is that a bad message then? Because it does kind of lead her to even worse things. Yeah. It's that she's like, just let go of what, all, what I'm, all my fears and whatever. I mean, and also it's kind of her abandoning all of her problems. And being yeah. like, I'm just going to live in this castle and ignore all of you. So this is kind of a song that's, I guess, celebrating this idea of not facing your problems. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like, hey, man, you got a problem with something? How about you ignore it? And so I feel like that's the problem with that song. So, like, what are, what's the, this, it's not like a uplifting good message song yeah and so the meaning gets lost Mm -hmm. because you're like i don't know what the point is yeah it's true is that she's just like well i'm letting go of my fear but i'm also letting go of my responsibility yeah so it's not the greatest message (laughs) (laughs) but yet people love it (laughs) yeah well then she's like i'm gonna live my life in isolation yeah and so i'm just not gonna and i'm gonna push away the person the one person who needs me most and she Mm -hmm. doesn't see that what that's doing to her yeah do you i mean we're talking about if anna was a flat art character do we think else is a flat art character i think probably no 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 no, for sure she definitely changes by the end yeah she realizes that love is what she needs to thaw all of her problems yeah I guess it's just that idea of, like, <laughs> if she is such a fearful person, the thing that is helping her to not be like that is the fact that she does have loved ones around. Yeah. I mean, that's good for her, I guess. Mm-hmm. I get That gives her somewhat of an arc, but... She does kind of, like, fix... I mean, because she becomes not fearful during Let It Go, which is, like, near the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she gets scared again when she hurts Anna again. So it's like it's like a roller coaster of like she kind of fixes her problem and then she doesn't and then by the end she actually fixes her problem. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> but that's I think one of the problems is like we don't know who she's supposed to be. Is she yeah. a protagonist? Is she a deuteragonist? Is she a villain? She's kind of in the middle area. Yeah. Which I think I guess is fine, but I don't know why I just feel like it's kind of a problem. I mean, I think why why we both kind of think it's a problem is because. It, it makes just plotting out the movie kind of confusing mm-hmm. because you start it and yeah you're like oh maybe it's the duke of wesselton mm-hmm. and then you're like but that's lame <laughs> you yeah. know and then i feel like you forget about him existing for like the first half of the movie after he has that one line and they have like him kind of in the castle mm-hmm. i feel like you forget about him after elsa like freezes everything and then you're like oh it's elsa but also is it Elsa? Because, like, she really doesn't do anything. So I feel like even if you're like, oh, she's now the villain, she doesn't really do that much to be a villain. Because also, she's scared of herself and she's just running away. So how does that make her evil? Well, what I'm saying is that I think that the villain has to be the person to create all the adversity. And I think mm-hmm. that she does. But then she's not actually the problem because then they're like, oh, but here's this other guy that's actually the true evil here. Yeah. But he doesn't do anything before the end to actually, like, um... That's what I'm saying. He's not causing any of the conflict. Yeah, he's not causing the conflict, and then by the end, when he's revealed, you're like, but this doesn't affect anything other than the fact that you're leaving her to die, but obviously she's not gonna die. (laughs) And also, like, the conflict that he does create is, like, I guess, not really relevant to the problems going on. And, like, I guess if we could compare it to Tangled... (laughs) 
This is what our point of this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the conflict is being created kind of by Mother Gothel instilling this fear in Rapunzel. Yeah. And so partly it's that Mother Gothel is going to look for Rapunzel, and partly it's that Rapunzel doesn't know if she wants to go home or not. Mm-hmm. But all of that is created by Mother Gothel and her relationship yeah. with Rapunzel. I mean, I think the important thing about that is that you, if you take out Mother Gothel, you don't have a movie. Yeah, well, obviously, because then she's not stuck anywhere. But exactly. I suppose that, like, but also, like... I mean, there's other things, like, things that are, like, um, the fact that they're being hunted by... Like, the Stabbington brothers are another mm-hmm. pseudo-villain. Yeah. But they're not really creating the conflict. There's no. parts of it where, like, they have to be on the run from them, but that's not, like, a huge part of the problems going on within the characters. Yeah. They're more there to be a foil to Eugene. Yeah. Almost. Because they're more hunting him. Yeah. And then they're there then for Gothel to use. Yeah. But with Hans, it's like the conflict he's creating doesn't really have to do with Elsa's inner problem. No. What it, or, or Anna's. Anna's inner problem is that she needs the love of her sister. Yeah. And then Hans is like, well, I want to be the king. Doesn't he even have a line at the end when he's doing his, like, villain speech? When he's like, oh, I had this other plan. I have no idea what he exactly says. But doesn't he say something about, like, oh, I had this plan and I was going to off your sister after whatever. But then she went off and did this and she, like... Well, he was like, as as queen, Elsa would have been preferable. But obviously no one was getting anywhere with her. I watched this movie the other day. And uh, (laughs) then he goes, so, but you were so ready to marry me right on the spot and you didn't have to do anything. So I figured I would have to stage a little accident for Elsa. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she went off and ran away. Yeah. So, so like, I don't know. It's, it's just, I think that is the problem. Is I feel like the reason why you don't connect with him as a villain is because all of his villainous stuff doesn't really connect to the main conflict of the movie. Yeah. Or the main conflict in the character's arcs. Yeah. Maybe you could argue with Anna that's kind of a thing because part of her problem is that she feels like she needs love. Mm-hmm. And now he's like, freaking no one will ever love you. He goes, if only someone loved you. Yeah. But I feel like it's not strong enough. Like, we don't really connect to it because we're yeah. not like, oh, I'm rooting for this now. I mean, and also, if I feel like for him to be a good villain, you need to have more about him. Because yeah. she meets him at the beginning and they have love is an open door. And then she leaves him in charge of the castle. But she leaves him for, like, the entire movie until the ending. Mm -hmm. They don't see each other again until she tries to kiss him. And then he reveals that he's evil. Yeah. So you don't get anything else from him. And other than that, all you get is him going to the castle and attacking Elsa and then not because apparently he doesn't want to kill her even though he does. (laughs) So you don't really get anything else about his character other than the fact that he looks like he's good. Yeah, he's also, yeah, going around being like, do you need clothes? Yeah, do he doesn't you need, need to blankets? do <laughs> And I'm like, they, they guess they're really hammering home the fact that he's trying to be a good person, but also that if they die, then he becomes king. Yeah, so I guess he's trying to be like, look at I'm a great king. <laughs> so I guess like, the purpose of that would then to be, it, it doesn't hint at it, but it tells you that he is, I guess, next in line if these two people die. I guess so. Because that's who they're going to give the throne to. They're like, uh, Arendelle looks to you without those two. Yeah. There's no one else. They have no heirs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just so complicated because there's so many, like, kind of villains that don't really do anything. That's just what so, I feel. Like. And uh, yeah. maybe we could compare the twist villain to another thing, like with Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Wherein that, 
I think we you even said it in Iron Man that he had a relationship to him. And yeah. I mean, Elsa does. I mean, Anna does with Hans. Yeah. But I mean, I just feel like if the it's main... Not... It's the main problem in Spider-Man that, that he feels like he's not good enough mm-hmm. to be a superhero. Yeah. And then you have it also hammering home that this this guy is telling him, like, you have no idea what you're talking about. You're just a kid. Yeah. And then he ends up being his girlfriend's dad, whatever. <laughs> They're not actually well, dating. The, <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is that, like, I feel like why the twist in Spider-Man Homecoming works so well is because you have, like, parallel kind of storylines happening where you're following Peter and then you're following him being the villain. That's true. You also know but, he's the villain. And you know he's the villain. So you're not fighting with like, oh, look at this good guy. Mm-hmm. And and it's and also it's it's a villain where like they don't really know they don't know each other. <laughs> really. They they just know that they're each other's nemesis, you know? Yeah. They just know that they're fighting. But that twist works so well because then all of the sudden you're you're saying, "Hey, these two people have th- that have been fighting for this entire movie. The entire conflict in this movie is being caused by someone that you know." yeah that's a good point and then it's like and then it just it's adding like another layer to already what's happening yeah but when you have it in frozen you have here's two characters that have known each other for all of like five hours (laughs) yeah she leaves him in charge and then goes and finds another guy (laughs) yeah comes back is like kiss me i love you i'm gonna die if you don't kiss me and then he's like just kidding i'm evil you can go die but you don't have anything else happening with them. And you don't have a realization before of him, like, I don't know, even having any any indication that he's evil. Yeah. Because like, I feel like if, if at some point before she came back to him, if he re- if they revealed that he was evil, even like a little bit, yeah. I feel like then when she comes back, when she's having her journey home, you're like, oh, no, <laughs> she's going to go back and he's evil. And then it, it, it would give more like... I mean, it would be more stressful to watch because you'd be like, she's going home to someone who's going to betray her. What and if, that'd be sad. What if this movie was, instead of Kristoff, Hans went with her? And so the mm. whole time you have them creating a more deep relationship. Yeah. You have maybe little inklings that he is evil. Yeah. And then when it comes to the part where he has to kiss her, then he becomes evil. Mm-hmm. And then he becomes the antagonist. You could have even, like, if he's there with her, then, mm-hmm. I mean, they'd, they'd somehow get to the trolls, I guess, and they'd be like, true love's kiss will, will fr- like, will save you or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then right on the spot, she'd be like, well, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> You're here. Let's kiss. I mean, maybe that wouldn't work, but I feel like that could be a more- No, I feel like it could work because then you have that. She, he'd be like, just kidding, I'm evil from yeah. those inklings before he'd reveal it to her and then you could even have her going back like elsa finding anna like dying in the snow or whatever mm-hmm. and then they could go and fight him together yeah <laughs> then you have true sister badassness yeah you know i feel like that could be cool all right we've written this movie we have Pyrus disney <laughs> and maybe that wouldn't be good we don't know i don't know you'd have to write a whole draft of it. yeah you i would. just feel like i just honestly feel like hans is not He's not a strong villain at no. all. He's not... You don't think of Hans as, like, a good villain. No. When you think of, like, great Disney villains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that speaks to the fact that, that, that he's just not that strong. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think that's why. And I think one of the reasons why Frozen 2 doesn't work that well is because you have no villain. Oh, at for all. sure. <laughs> there's nothing really creating conflict in that movie. No. And I think that's why it's boring. Yeah. There's <sighs> literally nothing happening in that movie. 
Yeah. So, do you remember also in screenwriting class when he said that your antagonist and your protagonist have to kind of want the same things? Yes. And even entangled, like, if Rapunzel wants her freedom, then Mother Gothel wants her trapped. Yeah. So they want her. Yeah. In, in essence, the same thing. Yeah. I just don't think that works in Frozen. Yeah. Because Anna wants true love and mm-hmm. he wants the throne the throne or whatever yeah he wants something completely unrelated. i don't know if that's how it works for all villains yeah i remember I he said that though and i was like that's really interesting if that's mm-hmm. how it usually works yeah because you could think of like you could even think of beauty and the beast is like that too if gaston mm-hmm. wants to marry Belle, Belle wants her freedom it's yeah. like the same thing of trapping people yeah, and so you have to it's like <laughs> i don't think that they have any connecting thing that they want the same that's true unless they both want elsa in which she wants elsa to be loving and he wants elsa to be dead but i don't think that's what he wants i think he just no. wants the throne yeah i think he just wants the throne and through that he wants to kill them <laughs> so i wouldn't kill say that them. that's like law of villains but yeah. it's kind of an interesting thing to think about with protagonists and antagonists yeah we can move on to Kristoff. yeah i kind of didn't do that many notes for character because i was like full of things to say yeah um which we do but my only note for Kristoff is literally just useless with a question mark <laughs> that's it yeah I don't know, because I was watching it, because I was like, I With feel like... With a question mark. Because okay. I was thinking, I was thinking before I rewatched it, I was like, I feel like he doesn't do much. Yeah. And I feel like I have more questions about Kristoff. Like, mm-hmm. I'm always like, so he's an orphan, I guess. Yeah. Who was, I, I don't know how old he was when he was harvesting ice, mm-hmm. but it's just him and Sven. Yeah. They must be, like, at least eight. Yeah. And then he becomes adopted by these trolls. Yeah, for some reason. And I feel like you don't get a lot of explanation about where he came from. No. Which I guess is fine, because he's not super important. But I feel like they could have done it in the second movie, and they don't. That's true. He's and, even more useless. in the, if, if anyone's useless in the second movie, it's Kristoff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think uh, you kind of get the sense that I guess he's alone and wants to be alone, but doesn't. Yeah. And I think that's the point of the troll song, whatever, Fixer Upper. Yeah. I suppose is to show that he's someone who needs somebody. I is don't that know. the point of that song? Well, what's the point of that song? Isn't you know, the point of that song of them being like, look at this great guy, you should marry him, and then they try to marry him off to her? <laughs> okay, but they, they, you have to have a deeper meaning than that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it has, you know, they're showing you, it's, I guess, somewhat of a delving more into his character. Yeah. Which is in that he, you know, he does isolate himself from other people. And you see that with his relationship with Sven. Yeah. Where he <laughs> talks to him and talks back, which is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, Fixer Upper feels like a useless number. Yeah. Maybe because it's kind of about his character and he's also kind of useless. Yeah. But I think he's also supposed to be, like, a foil to Hans. In some well, ways, yeah. and that he's, I guess, more realistic, but also has a more natural chemistry with Anna. Well, because also he's, like, anti-Hans the whole time, because he's like, how can you love this guy? You literally just met him. You're an idiot. He also doesn't know Hans at all. Yeah. So. But, like, he's both the the other end of the love's V. <laughs> yeah. And, and also he's, like, he's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. He's like, do not trust. <laughs> And but, so it's like, yeah. like the point, I think also the point of Kristoff is, I guess, to give Anna someone to talk to. Yeah. On the way up. Otherwise, it's just her walking up there. So they need a yeah. companion. Mm-hmm. Which I do enjoy their scenes together. Yeah, they're fine. Like, they're fine. I think that they're cute. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, yeah, it's cute. I just feel which like is fine. I wish I knew a bit more about Kristoff. Yeah, I agree with that. And that his point in the film, like, what is his arc? I guess it's that I am alone. But why? What is, what is he angry about? Like, why yeah. is he self-isolating himself? I don't know. Is it the trolls keeping him captive? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, but, but then, it's if just, it's not, then why isn't he leaving? It's just usually people who, like, push themselves away or whatever in films and even, yeah. I guess even in real life. Um, and I, it's probably due to something. Mm-hmm. And you don't ever find out why why he's like that. You're just like, it's he true. is. And I guess... And then he's not. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. I feel like he's a character that has a small arc, but it's an arc where you have no idea why it happens. Yeah, I just feel like he Like, it be... happens, and you're like, okay. But you're like, I don't know why that happened. <laughs> like, I feel like he'd be so much more interesting if he, like, just had reasoning for being so yeah. alone. We need a campfire scene in this movie. <laughs> like, is it his parents? Where, who are his parents? You could even, yeah. you could do it really easy. Yeah, you could do it like that. Like, that <laughs> is kind of why someone like Eugene would be, like, someone who doesn't like to have a lot of company or is alone a lot of the time is because he grew up an orphan. Yeah. And because he never thought that he could ever be worth anything because, you know. Yeah, truly. He, I think this movie needs a tangled campfire scene because then you can have her asking questions. And being like, the frick's wrong with you? I don't even think you even need, like, a, like a scene for that. You could have it when they're walking in the whatever. Well, but that's what I mean. It just oh, needs yeah, to be in there. <laughs> like, you could have him, just her just being like, so, like, I don't know, tell me about your past. Whatever. Well, she could literally be like, so you sell ice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's probably not good. But... Well, and then he's like, yeah, and I live with these trolls. And then she's like, the frick? Segway. There you go what the frick yeah, is happening like, with love him ex- you could even he's like yeah i know these love experts and he's like if he was like well you know it's always just been mean sven yeah and you know when i was a kid i always thought i always saw the <laughs> trolls love and i thought no one will ever love me like that mm-hmm. so i thought you know what i can't get rejected if i never find anyone mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah <laughs> i mean yeah just anything like that i feel like it would help the character yeah, because like, it's it's not like we don't root for them to be together, and I think we do. Maybe it's just that you would have more. It would just be a better connection. Yeah, and you'd also be like, yeah, who? You wouldn't be like, who is this guy? And you can maybe be like, well, the point is that it's not about him. Mm-hmm. And I think you could argue that's why they don't go into a lot of detail for a lot of Disney characters, like yeah. the men, especially like the the princes. It's always like, well, it's about the princess, and I'm like, I mean, that's fair, but. I just think it's always more interesting if all your characters have, or all of your important characters, if they're important to the story, have, like, some sort of backstory or a reasoning yeah. for being why they are. I mean, I think knowing why they are the the way they yeah. are is pretty important. Yeah. Because then it, it, it adds to the context of what's happening. And yeah. it makes what's happening more, like, real. Like Because get, you're like, oh, I get why he acts like that and why he needs to change and why she can help him change yeah you know like you get more of a background on hans than you do on krista yeah because he has his villain speech which is fair for him to like i guess you have to figure oh why what are his motivations but Mm -hmm. you don't really get any motivations for krista you just know that he's like i'm alone yeah he's like i'm alone and then he's like i guess i could not be alone yeah and i guess i I, I guess part (laughs) of his like 
I guess character growth is also that song. People are dumber Ranger. than reindeer. <laughs> reindeer are, are better than people. <laughs> Reindeers are dumber. No, people are dumber people than are dumber than. <laughs> people are dumber than reindeer. Sven, don't you think that's true? <laughs> Anyways, people will beat you and hurt you and cheat you. You know, yeah. and so you get the sense that he's like, okay, he hates people, but why? Yeah, that's what I, I just wish. I don't know why. Does I'm he s- like reindeer better because they don't talk back? So he's always right. <laughs> well, he gets to give Sven his whole personality, and that's kind of an interesting thing, you know. But I just feel like it's always more interesting to figure out why. Yeah, it is. And I agree so with that. I just feel like there's a whole spiel about Kristoff and how I just feel like if he's gonna be the big love interest, mm-hmm. you could you don't even need that much. Yeah, like, you know. even with Tangled, you have maybe three lines yeah about why he is and that immediately makes him a thousand times more interesting because when you figure out why they do that you begin to fill in the blanks and so when you watch the rest of their relationship you're like oh i see why they did that because this relates back to that yeah so yeah i just think that he needs more to him because it is kind of an important relationship Mm mm-hmm and they so, do nothing to ever expand him in the second movie. No. If anything, they just are like, I guess he needs to be in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, you know, I, I guess we could give him a song. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't have to be, like, anything important, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. So, do we want to move on? To who, Olaf? <laughs> yeah. Olaf yeah. is the comic relief. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of what makes this movie feel like it's for younger kids. Yeah. There's other That's jokes in this movie that are funny that don't that come from... That are, like, from, more adult. Yeah. Foot size doesn't matter. That's true. That is one of them. But, I'm, but even, even like, past that, I feel like there's other parts in this movie that are kind of funny. And it has nothing to do with Olaf. Yeah. I do think... I agree with you. I think he's kind of the, like... If the rest of the movie is aimed towards uh, slightly older teenagers and like the parents yeah olaf's for the kids you know i think the problem if we relate it back to tangled (laughs) tangled has side characters in like max and pascal Mm -hmm. but the problem is that with frozen they're not like those characters aren't entangled are not given nearly as much screen time as olaf i mean they're there as side characters they're there to be in the background and just be there for fun and they don't talk (laughs) yeah and they don't talk but they don't they don't have like full like blown See, they don't have a song. Yeah. Why is your side character, I guess, maybe something to... I don't know. I I, I mean, why does he have a song? It's I don't know. It's for jokes. It is for jokes. And I think people... Some people, like, fell in love with Olaf. Yeah. Because they love the comic relief. Mm-hmm. But he's so... He's too much. Yeah. I feel like there's too much Olaf in this movie. Yeah. But anyways, this quote I found. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wikipedia said... The team also turned Olaf from Elsa's obnoxious sidekick into Anna's comically innocent one. And that the original response to the original version of Olaf, Mm -hmm. um, to the people creating it, was kill the effing snowman. (laughs) (laughs) And that they found um, Olaf to be the hardest character to deal with by far. And I was like, but they fixed it? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I, I can... If you love Olaf... I can see why it's people fine. like him. Yeah. I just feel like there's too much of him. Yeah. And then all f- the freaking shorts. All the shorts are about him. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. people will be like, well, he's the best character. I'm like, that's not true. Yeah, he's what? just the most out there character. Yeah. You don't know anything about Olaf. Yeah. 
And you don't need to. He's just the character that they can do the most with because he can literally do anything because he's just so random. Yeah. So they're like, great. He's just not, he doesn't need to be there, like, at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that the point of all this is that I think there's too many characters. Yeah. And I think that we don't, I don't really get a sense of what all their arcs are in a Mm -hmm. really well done way. Yeah. And that Elsa, I feel like Elsa is kind of interesting, but I don't think I fully ever understand what's going on with her, what it's supposed to mean. Yeah. Like, I get that she's afraid, and I get that her fear makes her powers go crazy, and so Mm -hmm. she's not embracing her powers and not, I don't know, realizing that love is (laughs) what helps thaw a broken heart. Yeah. Or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. But I feel like I, I feel like there should be more there. Maybe there is, but I don't understand what it is. Yeah, there's just too much happening to go in depth with how many characters there are. Yeah. So, so I think I'm gonna stick with a seven. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with my seven because too. they annoy me. Yeah. <laughs> I just think there's a lot more they could have done with it. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll move on to round three, which is visual volume, scoring based on visual elements such as cinematography, production design, and costuming. Um, I think it is a pretty movie. Yes. Um. I guess maybe an 8 to start. Mm-hmm. I, I also give it an 8. Visually? One of their biggest influences, obviously, was Country of Norway. Mm-hmm. Um, they had... This is one of those movies where Disney sent people wherever. <laughs> they had, yeah, like, yeah. three trips that they where they sent people to do research for this movie. So they sent um, a team of animators to Norway to look at, like, the architecture and the landscape and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they also sent some animators and special effects people to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, um, where they experienced walking, running, and falling in deep snow in a variety of types of attire and long skirts so that they could see what that looked like. And then also they sent uh, lighting and arts teams to an ice hotel in Quebec City to study how light reflects and refracts on snow and ice. An ice hotel? Those are a thing. Oh, sounds cold. Yeah, because Disney has money to burn, I guess. But also, this movie was, like, very, like, last minute almost. Like, they had so many people writing this. <laughs> Maybe that's why they had so many yeah, problems. Yeah, they had a lot of people writing it, and they had, like, I don't know, it seemed like they were really behind schedule on a lot of stuff. Mm. <laughs> so, But they still had time for these trips. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of just, like, the architecture is um, very much drawing inspiration from Norwegian culture and stuff like that. And mm. I do think it looks good. Yeah. I think it is a pretty movie to watch. Yeah. Like, all of the ice effects do look pretty cool. I'm trying to think of, like, some of the best visual scenes in this movie. I mean, the, like, ice palace. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I like the one scene where they're walking, when they meet Olaf. And there's, oh, like, yeah. all the icicle type thing. Yeah. It's like, like, it's like a string of little... Yeah, it's like vines of ice yeah. balls. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that does look pretty cool. I mean, I think probably the only time where it's maybe not as interesting is, like, the ending kind of snowstorm. It looks kind of flat, but mostly that's because they're in a snowstorm. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, I forgive them for that. But it generally, it, it does look pretty good. Yeah. The costumes, also, they've become somewhat, I mean, mostly just Anna and Elsa, their costumes. Like Elsa's dress? Yeah. I feel like people recognize can you can recognize that dress from a mile away <laughs> oh yeah and her yeah. hair her like braided yeah. white hair <laughs> yeah 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 there's not too much in this round honestly i guess yeah it is yeah. just like it doesn't look bad no like it doesn't there's nothing where i'm like oh 
I just think it does have nice colors, even though because it's it's a winter movie, but it does have nice like blues and purples. With yeah, because like, it's like very white, but also you have to have yeah. Because you could have made this movie and it could have looked really boring. Isn't but I the feel f- like isn't the from for this movie kind of cool? Yeah. If people don't know what fromes are, it's pretty. You can Google them. They look cool. They have like every movie ever. They do. Um, but they're it's pretty much they take each frame of a movie and I they collect the most common color from the frame. Yeah. And then they create a strip, and it's they they create a strip for every frame of the movie. Yeah. And then they turn it into like a long like picture frame thing. Like, yeah. So if you look so, at it, it looks like a bunch of lines, but it's colorful and it's like per movie. Yeah. A lot of them look kind of like. A lot of them, I'm like, nah, it's kind of ugly. But the front, but we we were looking through them because we were like on a hunt to find one that looks cool. Most of the animated ones, honestly, the look Aladdin cooler. one's cool. Yeah, the Aladdin one's cool. It's a lot of like purples and stuff. Mm-hmm. This one's a lot of I think blues and purples. Yeah. But yeah, I think they did do a good job of kind of making it still feel colorful and mm-hmm. nice looking, even though it's ki- it could be boring. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there's really anything else you want to talk about here. I feel like it's fine. Yeah. I feel like visually it's fine film. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, stick with two eights then? Sure. Nice, nice, nice. Okay. So we'll move on to round four, which is editing enumeration, scoring based on editing, music, and sound design. Um, I'll start with another eight. I feel like I can... I, I, I Maybe I'll start at an 8.5 just to like for, to toss it up for a little bit. Okay. <laughs> um, the... Uh, I mean, we'll talk about the editing really quickly, but mostly we're going to talk about the music because mm-hmm. it, it does have songs in it. So, but I'll touch on the editing quickly. I, I feel like it's pretty average. <laughs> Editing-wise, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, we always talk about how maybe pacing... I mean, it, it, it has something to do with the writing, but also sometimes it could be the editing. In this case, probably it's more the writing. <laughs> yeah. Because they did storyboard it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I do think sometimes it drags. But the song, like, ed- like the editing through the songs, I think is good. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, the only one I could... I mean, even, like, uh, for the first time in forever. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, movement in that song. And I feel like it is cut pretty well. Yeah. So, stuff like that, I think, is good. Um, the sound effects, they they obviously had to figure out how to do ice and sound and snow sound effects yeah. and make it sound good because it's obviously a big portion of the movie. Um, so, um, they traveled to Mammoth Mountain, California to record them at a frozen lake for the uh, frozen lake sound effects. <laughs> but most of it was done on a Foley stage, obviously. Apparently, the Foley artists received daily deliveries of 50 pounds of snow and ice. <laughs> while Good working Lord. to help them record all of the snow and ice sound effects from the movies but because the film was so like delayed and they were doing so- everything so last minute they ended up just recording five versions of pretty much every footstep and snow that they could like mm-hmm. versions of the different kinds of it and they did that like before the visuals were finalized <laughs> and then one later was selected during the mixing to match as a snow that they used in the movie or whatever you know, there's something about the sound of snow yeah. that it's really, like, it's very unique. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you've ever been, like, skiing or whatever and you're wearing boots and you're, like, crunching along in yeah. the snow and it's squeaky. And it's like, ee, 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 And then, like, your snow pants are rubbing against each other. <laughs> it's just, like, really unique and I feel like you don't hear it a lot. Yeah. Unless you're there. I feel like I can't think of many movies that are great with that kind of thing yeah i don't know if this movie does it well because obviously they're not in that same environment 
but snow yeah. does have like a very specific feeling mm-hmm. and sound so it, it does sound like i mean i can't i wasn't watching this movie focusing on the footsteps yeah but it did sound like they were pretty particular about getting it right yeah because i mean they did i feel like usually if you look at um like usually if you're doing if they're doing fully they're not going to bring in tons of blocks of ice usually i think they use sand for snow honestly Mm -hmm. and they put something else there to make it sound a little bit different but i mean they wanted it to be good enough that they were like committed to bringing in a ton of snow to the recording studio to be like we're going to get it right Mm -hmm. um and then particularly they really wanted to get the sound of elsa's footsteps in the palace right yeah because i think for some reason they just couldn't get it right and they were like this needs to be perfect Mm because she's wearing heels on like ice and i guess they're like we don't know what that sounds like um so apparently that took eight attempts of them to do it um, including wine glasses on ice and metal knives on ice, and they ended up using a mix of three sounds. I mean, I believe it. I've done yeah. fully before, and it's... It's hard. It's, it's really, fun, though. Footsteps are so hard. Yeah, footsteps are hard. It is really it's really fun, though. Yeah, but I, I don't know what the mix of three sounds was. They didn't say, but they used a mix of a bunch of stuff to get the sound right. So, mm-hmm. so I do think that they uh, spent a lot of time trying to get all the sound effects for this movie pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But um, music wise, but music wise. All right, favorite song go. <sighs> For the first time in forever, reprise. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> I'd probably say that too, or yeah. even just for the first time in forever. Yeah, in general, I feel like it's one of those two. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not a big Let It Go fan. Yeah, um, and like it's fine. I don't yeah. dislike it. I don't like in summer. No. Um, Fixer Upper is kind of a jam. I'll admit that I like singing it, <laughs> but I feel like in a story sense, I hate that it's there. Yeah. <laughs> Let It Go, though, is the kind of song that because it was played all the time, everywhere, it got old. Yeah. Okay, worst song in summer? Yeah, I think so. I think, I mean, we're, I'm ignoring the Frozen, like the intro, mm-hmm. the Frozen Heart song. Oh, that mm-hmm. song's kind of I kind of like that song. Or like the na 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 hey ya na yeah na hey ya na na and then I mean on the list of the songs from this movie they include the reindeers are better than people but I don't I don't count it. <laughs> oh, this was just a fun fact, and I was like, how many songs did they write? They apparently wrote twenty five songs for this movie, and eight of them made it into the final version. That's a ton. And I was like, twenty five songs. I'm assuming they used some of them in the Broadway version. How but even the Broadway version. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I kind of want to hear some Did of they use songs. any of them in the next movie? Uh, probably not. Oh. I have no idea. I was just like, that's a lot. And apparently while they were um, making the songs, they were aware of the fact that everyone was going to compare their work to the work of our love, Alan Menken oh and Howard Ashman. Um, so whenever they felt lost writing music they asked what would ashman do or what i like to say what would helen Mankin do <laughs> yeah i mean so, howard ashman was more of a lyricist yeah but musical like music wise yeah. not purely like melody and like actually producing a song it's mm-hmm. like you gotta go for Mencken. yeah because Mencken still kept going even after howard ashman died yeah he's still going yeah oh, we love him anyways i wanted to do something for for this um for this movie where we go through the songs we don't have to go through all of them but the main ones Mm -hmm. and we talk about 
what their purpose is and if they need to be there (laughs) because i feel like this this goes back to us talking about the fact that we think that uh, like us comparing it to tangled talking about how the scenes in tangled most of them like they're all pretty necessary Mm -hmm. and there's not extraneous ones that don't need to be there and this movie we're saying is the opposite there's ones that definitely could be taken out mm-hmm. <laughs> or stuff that is just goes on for too long and i feel like in this movie a lot of those things that happen are during the songs <laughs> true so i want to go through them and talk about each of them really quickly okay. we don't need to talk about them for too long but uh well to start with and also talking to them about them in terms of it being a musical okay so yeah. I, yeah okay <laughs> so if we start with i mean you want to forget the original frozen ice song i mean it's there the frozen heart song um, 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 it's yeah. really just there as like a a very early intro though i suppose but, but like the f- if if someone's thinking about like what's the first song in frozen you'd probably say do you want to build a snowman yeah because frozen heart doesn't really tell you anything it's just kind of setting up the world i guess Okay, so then do you want to build a summit? Yeah. Which is, it's basically just the, the, the song between Anna and Elsa trying to, I guess, build their relationship. I mean, more so what it shows you is that they don't have one. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, I mean, that's, it's probably, it's probably the song that almost has the most importance to it in a way. Because it is the one that is setting up um, mm-hmm. what happened to them as kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's showing uh, them growing up. It's showing that then there's an accident and then Elsa's like sheltering herself it's kind of like the backstory song yeah it's the backstory song so it's probably the most important song from like a storytelling point of view in this movie yeah i think so but like talking about just it being there it is i think a good song like it does have a purpose mm-hmm. and it, it does a good job of showing them growing up and how and then at the end it's it's all sad Mm-hmm. so i think that that song does a good job of what it's trying to do <laughs> yeah good job song <laughs> okay um, and then next song uh for the first time in forever well that's her i want song yes so again good job <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's basically like i want to i guess really what she wants is love mm-hmm. but also i mean that she could actually go out and do something because she has been locked away now this yeah. whole time and then also at the same time it's doing the uh it's serving the purpose of also kind of introducing what elsa has to face with the yeah. coronation so it's kind of introducing her initial conflict i guess yeah we shall move on to love as an open door this is where <laughs> we start to get into the fuzzy area i mean i suppose if you think of this as like classic musical type mm-hmm. broadway like we talked about for beauty, beauty and the beast, beast. yeah I don't know. It's serving the purpose of being like, look at them getting close. Hmm. Maybe this relationship is doomed from the beginning. So we have a weird song that we didn't need. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, the purpose of the song is literally just to be like, hey, look, they're both quirky. Yeah. We can be together. That's the purpose of this song. That's all it does. What um, does that mean? And then love is an open door. Lo- That's a great question. Oh, because her door... <laughs> It's closed the whole time. <laughs> and then when they open the castle doors, love is open. Is that what it means? Well, it's because she said, oh, my life has been a series of doors. And In my face, yeah. So it's like love is opening yourself up to me. Uh, yeah, Elsa yeah. hasn't given me love because she's never opened her door. Yeah. <laughs> love is an open door. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's kind of stupid. 
so yeah this song i mean it, this one's hard to say if it serves a purpose or not because like it does but i don't think it serves that important of a purpose i think it, i guess mostly what it does is shows her going away from elsa's love mm-hmm. going away from desiring that love and finding it in someone else yeah which is fine mm-hmm. it's just annoying yeah because like i hate the sandwiches line mm. i mean it's crazy what? we finish each other's sandwiches that's what i was gonna say i've never met someone who, who thinks so much like me jakes jakes again <laughs> so stupid yeah i mean that's like a, a classic thing of them being like look at this character being quirky and it's yeah, like it's just so cringy <laughs> it's like you can show that in other ways we already knew she was quirky yeah and kind of like clumsy like we get that yeah but like you don't need to go that far mm-hmm. but anyways like th- that's in this this song's i think in the category of like eh, it's fine yeah like it's there and like you could maybe replace it with something else but it's fine that it's there yeah so okay next next is let it go which we talked about very briefly earlier but it does kind of say a weird message. <laughs> I yeah, feel like I never thought about it's that. It's all like it's all saying like you should just let go of all of your fears and all of your responsibilities and isolate yourself and just try and like just forget about it. Yeah, and it's it'll almost be, like it'll be great being depressed. Yeah, and just repressing everything. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. People love the wrong things. People <laughs> love Darth Vader. <laughs> They love Gaston. <laughs> they love Let It Go. <laughs> what is up? Because that's the seductive nature of these things. Because people go, ooh, <laughs> it's kind of cool. But no, they make it cool so that the characters in the movie can think it's cool. But then they have to realize that it's not. Because yeah. Elsa has to learn that she can't let it go. Yeah. She's got to face her fears. And she's got to figure out that what she needs to do is rather than push on her way, it's let her in. Yeah. Open her door. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But people are like, let it go. Let it go. <laughs> and then you're just like, you you're like, what? The song never ends. You're like, okay. I mean, the song's gone now. Like, nobody yeah. cares now. Yeah. But at the time, it was like the biggest deal ever. Yeah. This song played literally anywhere. Everywhere and everywhere. I mean, it, there's a purpose, but I think it's, um, I mean, it's fine for her. Like, it, yeah. it's okay. It's more so how people interpret it. Yeah. So. I think people just listen to it and they're like, yeah, it's a jam. And it's like, do you know what the song is saying? Because I sure did not think about it. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, this is definitely her being like, you should ignore all your feelings mm-hmm. and just hide in a castle. <laughs> that is what this song is saying. Okay, next. Next song. Uh, I mean, Rangers are better than people technically, but we don't really care about that. Well, it's barely I mean, a song. It's a little bit of a character building for, for <laughs> yeah, um, or a, a, an expose of his character. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of interesting, but yeah, that's the most character information you get from him is this fifty-second song. Anyways, yeah. next song. Um, in summer. Here is where we get to. It's useless it's useless well it's just it's olaf's comic relief song yeah where he's like i'm gonna do what frozen things do in summer and then we all know he's gonna melt he doesn't know but then by the end he's like some people are worth melting for it's Mm -hmm. like you've never even heard this word yeah so what's real i don't know i hate my life (laughs) (laughs) i think the biggest issue is that it's by a character that's brand new and that you literally know nothing about and it does not matter at all mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's literally just a joke song yeah it's it's the same as olaf as a character he's just there as the joke yeah so like h- giving him a song literally 
does nothing else other than just extending the joke, mm-hmm. which you don't need. Yeah. So that's, I mean, there's really not that much else to say about it. That's really the problem with it. <laughs> yeah. Because it's from a completely useless character mm-hmm. that's there for the laughs. And I guess some so, people do like it. Yeah. I don't. But I'm just saying from a story <laughs> point of view, it does not need to be there and it's kind of useless. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> then it's going to just fix her ever. Uh, we're missing our favorite song, Chelsea. Oh, the repeat. Yes. Well, it's not really a song. Well, we're talking about everything in this movie. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, okay, so for the first time in forever, reprise. Yeah. What's the point of reprises in general? Uh, that could be an interesting thing to think about. That's true. Well, in this case, it's taking the um, the kind of I want song and twisting it to a new want or a new, like, like I don't know. It's it's twisting it to what's happened kind of in the middle of the movie and, like, what's going to happen. You know what? I feel like usually reprises are extensions of I Want songs. Yeah. Even in Tangled, like, you have two. You have the one when my life began. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, she has a want at the beginning, but then this is now extending it. She's yeah. like, now I actually have a chance to do it. Mm-hmm. And Mother Knows Best is, like, obviously she wants to keep Rapunzel. And then she f- realizes that she's losing her. Yeah. And so it's, like, a, almost like a losing thing. Yeah. Um, so so this one's saying... A theory. <laughs> no, I think that that does make sense, yeah. I mean, it's... it's I feel like the, usually the reprises just aim to twist the original meaning of the song in some way. Yeah, that's fair. So... So for this one, it's twisting. I mean, I guess if she's like, oh, I found Elsa. This is the the solution to the problem. You can literally just unfreeze ev- everything. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, but I can't. <laughs> yeah. And then it's it just creates like a new problem of like, no, I, I like Anna's like, no, I'm here for you. And Elsa's like, that's not enough, pretty much. Yeah. Like, that's not the problem. So that's it's kind of twisting it in that way. Mm-hmm. So. So, yeah. So that one has purpose. Yeah. Um. And it's great. <laughs> and then we, we move to the last song, which is Fixer Upper. I mean, I was telling you, I think it's mostly just supposed to be another extension of Kristoff's character in some yeah. ways. I mean, I suppose you could say it's like now that love song. I guess so. It's but just it's strange. Like you should become her love interest. I think my problem with the song is that since it's happening from the troll's perspective, you're just kind of like, what is happening? <laughs> I feel like it's probably not a necessary song. Yeah. So. It's almost like they think we need it to buy that they're going to be a couple. Yeah. <laughs> when it's like, no, we already had that beforehand. <laughs> yeah, we can see that they're becoming closer. Yeah, it's just kind of a strange song. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I think you could just take it out and just have them talk it's also it's just basically let's bash Kristoff song that's true (laughs) they're like here's everything wrong with him but you should marry him yeah quote engagement is a flex arrangement that's kind of a good lyric it's a spicy lyric (laughs) yeah they're also like risky lyric (laughs) they go so she's a bit of a fixer rapper that's a minor thing quote engagement is a flex arrangement and by the way, I don't see no ring. And it's like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> Truly. Homewreckers. They are. <laughs> I'm like, these trolls, man. Like, <laughs> they're kind of crazy. I kind of I kind of jam to it sometimes. <laughs> but I feel like it is also like, why am I watching this? Get yeah. to the point. Yeah. It just doesn't. I feel like it just extends a scene where you were in the first place. You're already like, why, why are we here? Like you go to the trolls and the troll scene could literally just be they get there and they're like, oh, no, her heart. 
you need a uh, true love's kiss and then they could leave <laughs> that's yeah. literally all they need yeah. from that but, but instead they like, get there and they're music. like yes <laughs> like, we wrote 25 songs we might as well yeah we it. might as well add another one <laughs> um anyways uh, what we're saying is everything is fine mm-hmm. but it could be a bit more like um on the point like on the ball like it could yeah. have more meaning yeah anyways do you um, want to stick with your eight i said eight and a half to throw something in there i don't know i think an eight's fine i honestly don't think it's as good as ellen menken stuff i yeah i definitely agree with that but i think that they're fine songs yeah 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 okay we'll do two eights i think that's fair now we move on to round five which is societal sum which is scoring based on the impact the film has on society and the industry um this is kind of a difficult one yeah i didn't know what to put for this because it's like <laughs> it was a big deal yeah but what did it really do for the industry or society i mean honestly like it, it did create like a lot of influx on people being like yeah frozen's great yeah i don't know if it did much for disney necessarily I mean, it made Disney a hell of a lot of money. <laughs> but Disney already had a lot of money. I mean, it might have given way to, I don't know, people looking more at princess movies again and being more interested in them again. But also, I feel like people weren't uninterested in watching, like, Tangled and uh, Princess and the Frog. So I don't really know. I, I feel like I'll start with an 8.5. Yeah. I said 8 to begin with. Okay. I don't know if that's well, too fine. low, but yeah. I think one thing to talk about might be the fact that they made a sequel. Yeah. And so, I've talked about it before. It's like, the difference between what Tangle did and what Frozen did mm-hmm. is that Frozen made a bunch of money. Yeah. And then they decided, okay, well, now that we've made so much money, we have to make a sequel. Yeah. And they made a sequel that I feel like wasn't a good movie. No. Didn't explain anything more. Yeah. And we've talked about our problems if with anything, sequels. If anything, it created more questions. <laughs> yeah. And then, again, like I've talked about my problem with sequels, I feel like a lot of times maybe it's a change in protagonist, mm-hmm. a change in location. Yeah. I feel like it's it's not necessarily that like you're continuing an arc from before. Yeah. You're creating a brand new one. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes the characters feel almost a little bit different. Yeah. And I, we were thinking of doing a mini-sode for sequels. And talking we might. about sequels, yeah. We might do one next next uh, season. Yeah. Where we talk about why we think some sequels work and some mm-hmm. don't. And, and if I we do that, we'll probably use Frozen 2 as an example. Yeah, of because one I that think doesn't. That, that one doesn't work. And <laughs> yeah. I think the difference is something that Tangled did. It didn't make as much money. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe that's something to be kind of thankful for. Because yeah. if we didn't, you wouldn't have gotten something like the series. But the series happened because they had a showrunner or whatever who was like, I really liked this and I think that people would enjoy if we continued it. Yeah. And so it feels like something that was made for fans. Whereas it definitely was. You can also speak to the fact that it was made for fans since it came out. When did it come out? 27 years seven, later. Yeah. It came out tw- seven years later after the movie. They d- you don't make something seven years after something else comes out for money. Unless yeah. it's like, unless it's like Monsters Inc. I don't know, or like a big movie, or like yeah, well, like Finding Nemo, something where it's like people have been like asking for sequels forever. Yeah, you know, that's still for money, but like you don't make a show. <laughs> yeah, for for money. 
And they, I don't think they made that much money off Tangled this year. Well, they didn't advertise for it. Yeah, it was for the fans, and it's great. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's. I feel like one of the things I was talking about with Tangled is that you have a lot of questions at the end of Tangled. Mm-hmm. It's because you know Rapunzel's now in a new place that maybe you could consider to be kind of like a tower. If she's stuck in a cla- castle forever, she can't go explore that much which is what they talk about in the series and then mm-hmm. you know like what happens with other things like does she still have powers what is her relationship with her parents like how much does she even know about life yeah tangle is a great fandom for fan fiction <laughs> because you can have a lot of ways to go with it and it's yeah. really interesting yeah whereas i feel like at the end of frozen i don't have a ton of questions my questions are all like well how why does she have these powers mm-hmm. but it is pretty closed like everything feels done and so when you get to the second movie you're like well what else are we going to talk about yeah because I, I mean at the end of, the, of of this movie you have obviously um Anna and Kristoff getting together and yeah. you're like okay so they're gonna get together I don't really need that much else from that you have Elsa being like I'm gonna tr- in control of my powers now so obviously she's not gonna have another incident and if she does she can just fix it yeah <laughs> so that's not an issue the only question you have is, yeah, maybe where'd she get her powers? But, like, that's not that big of an issue. Which they don't even answer. They no, they do don't kind, really. <laughs> they try to, but they don't. Yeah, they don't really. And then what other, what other things do they do? Oh, well, they just, like, punch Hans in the face. So, he's not <laughs> an issue anymore. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you really don't have anything else. You're like, yeah, their kingdom is fine now. And something The like, relationships are established. We can move on. Even with Rapunzel, you ask, well, where did she get her powers? We know it's from the the flower but they even go deeper into that they talk a lot about the lore of these kind of things that are happening they really like and they take the time that's another thing with the series is that you have a lot more Mm -hmm. you have a lot more time to be like these are these characters who are going to develop them um whatever yeah and i think it helps to have them previously established in a film but in frozen 2 it's like well we only have like an hour and a half yeah we have to pick a storyline to think about and you know, maybe the things that I care about, like, maybe if I think I care about Kristoff, well, I don't go into that. Yeah. I can't even really remember what that movie's about. Frozen 2? <laughs> like, if we had a, mi- a mini-sode of us explaining what happens in Frozen 2, it would be, like, a... It would be the same Chelsea as... Chelsea forgets Frozen <laughs> Chelsea 2. Chelsea forgets Frozen 2. It'd be part two of that series. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I do remember it. I just feel yeah. like nothing happens. No, nothing happens. I, but that's just like a continuation of this movie, and I guess it did get a sequel. But I yeah. mean, as far as like pop culture, I feel like it was also still kind of a big deal. Everyone, it's it's something that came out, and immediately, like the entire world knew what Frozen was, and it was everywhere. The songs were everywhere. There was children running around everywhere. Also, it turned into a Broadway musical. Did it win any? Didn't it win awards? That's Did a great it win question. An Oscar? Mm. I think it won best song for sure. Oh yeah, I Probably think it won. won oh, how do I not have the best Oscar? animated? Uh, best animated feature and best song for yeah. Let It Go. Yeah. So it grossed one point two billion dollars. <laughs> That's so weird. Like, what is it about this movie that was so like attractive? I don't. I don't know. It's strange. Because I feel like it's... (laughs) Like, why did people not care about any other Disney movies? Yeah. Is it Let It Go? That couldn't have been that big of a deal. I don't know. Was it Olaf? I don't understand. Is it... I don't know. It might have been that it is a mixture of that they pushed Let It Go so much, for one. 
Yeah. Two, it was two sisters, so maybe it was a new thing. And so a lot of young girls were like, ah, oh, this is this is me. No. I don't know. Young girls aren't. <laughs> no, but also. Like it little was, girls. Yeah, but also it's like a magical character i feel like maybe like yeah the grandiosity of elsa was probably something because then little girls are like i can be elsa you know it's like a sure i don't know i feel like that's probably part of it also then yeah they do have a character pretty much there for children in the form of olaf i wonder if like they just advertised it more heavily maybe i wonder if that's what happened yeah because i just it's it is just kind of because like it is so crazy how big it was yeah yeah it is just kind of interesting to think about how it became so big i just think like yeah industry wise i don't think it did anything (laughs) (laughs) truly like what what would it have done i mean i think tangled had already changed things yeah and so unless it's that it pushed disney to have less romantic that might that might be true because you have moana not having that and then we haven't had a princess movie since frozen too so it's been like a good i guess when did moana come out 2015 it's been like six years without a new princess so yeah i just i think most of the of the impact from this movie is just how big it was yeah and that's really it and I, I can't really put my finger on exactly why. It just was. <laughs> so Maybe an eight's better then. Yeah, I think I'm going to stick with my eight. Yeah, okay. We'll so go two for eights. That. We're really in agreement today. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to move on to the bonus best round. Okay. Uh, so the film can win a bonus point if we agree on it being the best film in the category presented. And it can win up to three points. Mm-hmm. So the first question is, which which... Um, which Adina Menzel character would win in a duel? Oh, right. Elsa from Frozen or Alphaba from Wicked? I saw Wicked. It came to Calgary, but I don't think it was Broadway. It was like Broadway across Canada? No, no, no. I don't think it was because it was in a different theater than what they usually do the Broadway across Canada. I don't think they allow Wicked to be done in anything unless it's like Broadway stuff. Hmm. The rights aren't available to produce it. That's so weird. Okay, well, I saw it in the Jack Singer concert hall, <laughs> which they usually do it at Jubilations, at, or the Jubilee Theater. Yeah. Jubilations, Jubilee, mm-hmm. at Sate. So I was really confused because I, I saw it in a different theater. Yeah. But maybe it was Broadway, mm-hmm. and I don't know. <laughs> I kind of like the Jack Singer concert hall. If anyone lives in Calgary and knows that place, it's kind of a little bit more rustic. It's kind of cool. I like that place. Anyway, Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you about when I saw Wicked. Yes. And I was like, I kind of know what this is about, but Mm -hmm. I don't remember a lot of it. I know, like, Defying Gravity and Popular, and I I get, like, the whole gist of the story. Mm -hmm. But I can't remember a lot of what actually happened. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, it's just, like, if you ask me what the plot line of Wicked is, I'd be like, I don't remember. It's pretty much, I mean, it's it's Wizard of Oz, except Alphabet's pretty much redeemed in the fact that she, like, her and, um, and Glinda are friends. Yeah. And then it's pretty much just her trying to, like, do the right thing, and everyone's against her, pretty much. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much all that happens. <laughs> so, um, if it's, like, a battle of powers... Yeah, it's who would win in a fight. So, if you put Elsa and and Alphaba <laughs> together yeah. in a room, and you said, one exits, <laughs> who would exit? <laughs> what can Alphaba do? I mean, she can fly with the broom. She, I think she can do most things, honestly. She she cures her sister. What the frick is her sister? Oh, Nessa. That's her name. <laughs> sister? Yeah, she has a sister in the musical. Um, she like she's like in a wheelchair because um she was born after 
Yeah. Um, and and so because Alphaba came out green, they like gave her mom a bunch of something. So it it like messed up her sister when she was born. So she couldn't walk. Cool. So she's in like a a wheelchair, and she literally cures her. <laughs> Interesting. And then she becomes uh the the other witch that gets crushed. Uh, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. That that is true. <laughs> Anyways. Yes. What do you think? I. Elsa could probably kill you with an icicle. I mean, the problem is that, yeah, I don't I don't fully know Alphaba's power set. Because you don't see it too much. I think it's just that she can do a good amount of things. Okay, let's go with Battle of the Voices, then. Mm. Which one does a cooler high note? Alphaba. Yeah? Yeah. The cooler high note? I mean, the coolest high note in Frozen is probably Let It Go. Well, that's what I'm saying. We're, we're comparing Let It Go to Defying Gravity. That's yeah. what I've changed the question to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which one do you think is a more impressive showcase of Adina Menzel's talents? Probably Defying Gravity. I think it's a more difficult song to sing. I actually think No Good Deeds a better. I um, don't know. You're losing me. I know. You're like, you're like, you're, you're, your musical theater is coming out. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, all right. Let's go with Elba. <laughs> Solely because we, I've lost what we're talking about. I mean, if we're saying that they're in a room, I think knowing... I mean, we know Elsa's powers more because you see them more. But she just has ice. The problem is that would she kill anybody? I don't think so. <laughs> I think Alphaba is a bit more like do whatever for the greater good. <laughs> so I oh. feel like she might kill Elsa. I oh. feel like Elsa would have a hard time doing it. <laughs> okay. So I might go with Alphaba then. Even though I don't fully know her power set. So I don't know. <laughs> okay, we'll go with Alphaba. Okay. Uh, next question. The best this tricked everyone into thinking it was a Christmas movie. Film. <laughs> Frozen. Yeah. Die Hard. And Gremlins. I don't know if Gremlins is a Christmas movie. In our um, Christmas trivia episode, I talked about how I could be wrong and that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Die Hard actually is set at christmas yeah it just doesn't give me christmas vibes and that's Mm -hmm. my problem with it so i'd feel more comfortable calling that a christmas movie whereas frozen is not at all a christmas movie but if it's saying best movie that tricked us into thinking it's a christmas movie i i guess it's whatever movie makes you think that you should watch it around christmas time yeah gremlins is one of those ones that i have heard that before but i feel like i would never associate it with christmas i've never seen it. yeah i haven't either i'm trying to look up stuff of what people think about this too um, but it is one that I feel like I have heard people talking about, like mm-hmm. Gremlins as a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. But it's also weird because it's a horror movie, I think. No, <laughs> Gremlins. Let's see what it says. Horror fantasy. Okay. I don't, I don't think, think it's, it's scary. scary. I mean, I think it, it's another one that happens at Christmas. The outlier of these ones is I think I think Gremlins and Die Hard both happen at Christmas. Yeah. Frozen does not happen at Christmas. No. But I think people do associate it with being a Christmas movie I... just because it's winter. Yeah, but do you, have you ever thought Frozen Christmas? No. <laughs> I feel like Frozen is the kind of movie that I feel like you can watch year-round and not feel guilty about. Yeah. I feel like, honestly none of these i think ah oh, yeah christmas <laughs> well i think die but, hard and i think god can't believe people like this is christmas <laughs> so i mean it might go to die hard then yeah because it is one that people is like th- that it's i feel like that's one that you hear about more with people being like it's a christmas movie i yeah. feel like it's more of a meme of it being a fight if it is or not yeah so i feel like i'd maybe give it to die hard uh, sure i'm comfortable with that <laughs> okay <laughs> 
Um, the most deserving Lopez and Lopez original song. So the songwriters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Let It Go Frozen and Remember Me Coco. I feel like Remember Me is definitely a song that I enjoy listening to more. Yeah. Um, but that's probably because Let It Go got overplayed. That song did get kind of ruined mm-hmm. with what it became. <laughs> I feel, I mean, we had Remember Me as another in another bonus best. And I said that, and I think we ended up choosing, or at least I ended up choosing Remember Me, because I said that it um, served, like, a, a pretty important purpose to the story. Yeah. Like, it's used a lot in that movie in yeah. various forms, and I feel like it, it changes with the tone of what's happening, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's used in a very interesting way, and it's really pretty. <laughs> I also feel like, from, like, a, a melodic standpoint and, like, the chord progression, it's more interesting. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but, I mean, you could argue that Let It Go has better vocals. Yeah, that's true. But that doesn't really have to do with the songwriting. Yeah, that's really just Adina Menzel. I mean, I think I probably would go with Coco. I do like that song. Yeah, because I just think there's more to it. I feel like I like all the versions, too. Yeah. I really like the slow version. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the um, Ernesto de la Cruz version sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, this is kind of fun. And I like the end credits version. Yeah. Are we both giving it to Coco, then? yeah sure yeah so then that's a rip for frozen well maybe it should have zero been a better move bonus best yeah <laughs> okay uh so adding up all the points from the rounds and the zero bonus points yeah <laughs> um the final score is 77 percent, which is a b plus nice <laughs> so you were right yeah i mean i think that's it's fair for a movie that we we've it's fair for we spent m- quite a bit of time talking about why we don't like it that much yeah. maybe we should spend the end of this saying that we don't hate this movie <laughs> no it's the kind of movie that i watch and i'm like this is fine i just feel like when you compare it to all the other princess movies i don't think it's really as good no because i think that the the like structure of it's just not as good yeah i just think it's one that's really overrated and that people for sure. like for for like a specific reason whether it be that they really love let it go or they really like the character of elsa because she's magical or they really like anna or they like olaf whatever mm-hmm. like i feel like people like it for like a reason and that's it and mm-hmm. then they'll be like i love it because of that reason but if you really look at it i'm like i think this movie has problems to it yeah <laughs> but i still enjoy it yeah. Like, I'll watch this movie randomly mm-hmm. if I feel like it. Yeah. It's just that it's, I don't think it's as good as some other stuff. Yeah. I, and so. I don't know if anyone's saying that it's, like, top-tier Disney princess movies. Yeah. I think that as time has gone by, people have been like, it's probably not the greatest of them all. Yeah, I feel like as time's gone by, people have been like, wait a second. Have we been tricked <laughs> <laughs> this whole time? We've been loving on Frozen. I feel like there's been a resurgence of people being like, wait a second, Tangled's a movie. That's what I'm saying. I swear <laughs> every time I see people arguing over uh, it's the best know. one, they always say it's Tangled. So yeah, I, I mean, I think we just want to hit home that um, I think it's still a good movie. I just think it's not. I just think it's not as good as people think that it is. I just think more so that if people are like, this is the greatest movie ever, to tell us to tell you why we think that's not true. Yeah. It helps to figure out why some movies don't do as well. Yeah. So that's what film criticism is. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know if you have any other thoughts, but I think that's pretty good. No, I think that's it. Okay. Um, so be sure to follow us on Instagram at Cine.Grade or on Twitter at Cinegrade to keep up with what films we review next. Feel free to send us suggestions on Instagram or email us at CineGradePodcast at gmail.com. Let us know how you feel about the film, send us your own grade, and give us any thoughts that you had. 
Uh, if you disagree about anything, feel free to tell us that too, because we always like to talk about movies. Uh, also, be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. It really helps us get more exposure so that more people can listen to us, and that'd be great. Um, where can they find you? You guys can find me on Instagram at underscore Chelsea Mitchell underscore. And you can find me on Instagram at Elsha Kerr if you want to keep up with us or ask any questions. Never hesitate to reach out. We would love an email or a DM. Oh, man, an email. I've always been advocating <laughs> for emails. Yeah. Someone can send send me an email just so I, I feel like anything's happening in my life. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, like, because uh, this is our last full episode. Yeah. Um, maybe if you if you have any suggestions for movies Ooh, for, for next, next season. season. Yeah. Um, if you have any suggestions for minisodes, we have been toying with the idea of a couple that we teased kind of today with we've been yeah. thinking about maybe doing one about sequels and oh, why I've they work or why they don't <laughs> um if you have any ideas for anything let us know because uh some of them sound pretty fun <laughs> yeah and i think that they're interesting to talk about so mm-hmm. so just let us know mm-hmm. um i think that's it for this week i'm elsha kirk i'm chelsea Mitchell. and we'll see you next time on Cinegrade.